Welcome back. It's another episode of the Awful Service Podcast. This is a podcast that's going to start doing random drug testing. Hey, Matt, uh, you were talking during the music. No, I wasn't. Andrew, did you hear that? I didn't hear it. I thought he came in after the music. Really? Yeah. Oh. No, I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty and professional is, transition. And oh, this dude, is why we're going to start doing lag. random drug testing on the podcast. Joe, are you hearing shit? I I guess yeah. I, wow. I, all right. I, okay, I'm back. I, I think I, I think I'm on the same uh, the lag. I don't know. That, that was the funny. lag. The lag, Joe. The Joe, lag. We're blaming to, Zoom. Joe, I'm going to need you to pee in a cup. <laughs> you know I can't do that. It's it's me, your host and uh, drug test. A giver, Matt Doima with oh the drug test taker. I guess I got to find a new podcast to be on because I'm not <laughs> passing that. <laughs> it's me, uh, the illicit pisser, Joe Cogazello. Ooh, you need oh, that has to be part of your new uh, <laughs> the illicit pisser. The illicit pisser. Oh my god, Boston! It's the illicit pisser. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> and uh, uh, note to all of our listeners, uh, beloved co-host and most handsome man on our podcast, Nathan Smezrud is uh he's he's in bolivia right now uh he's he's uh fighting eco terrorists <laughs> um he's doing it uh, he's going to save a tree frog that is what that's what he's doing uh and any any other questions will be uh immediately dismissed and you will be uh, arrested for for asking no um we have a we have a, an interesting guest today because we've never we've we we always have comedians or comic adjacent folk um and, and and from what I know, this this our guest is is, is not. Uh, he might be funny, but he's not. Uh, he's, he's he's more of a he's more of an intellectual, if you will. One of the smart guys, a wordsmith. A word. He's, he's one of those word the wordmen. <laughs> a wordman. He's he wants to get a word in. You guys, <laughs> give it up uh, for writer uh, Andrew Ward. You guys. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. <laughs> this is good. This is usually these are smoother transitions, but Joe I, Joe is uh, concerning me with his uh, he, he's hearing things. Joe, are you get, we gotta we gotta take him to the old man testing thing where they have to do like the okay, raise your hand when you hear the tone. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with me there. I'm 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 just lapsing. I had a little lapse. I think you uh, lagged, not your computer. Yeah, I think I I think I was the one that was lagging. I just I saw the little circle thing on his face for a moment. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, these are all the conversations I had with Joe over the years are pretty similar to this. Fair. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. Uh... <laughs> and I mean that with the highest endearment, Joe. Emphasis <laughs> on the word high. Uh... Yes, yes. Dude, it is good to see you again, Andrew. It's been you... way too long. It has been, man. It was... Uh... Glad whoever your guest was canceled. So I'm happy to come yeah. in here. <laughs> we we used to cause some ruckus in Brooklyn. Yes, rescheduled. Sorry. Yes, ruckus. Ruckus in Brooklyn actually sounds like uh, Joe's first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that underground album you can't get anymore. Yeah, you can only you ruckus can only find it in one bodega. <laughs> and you have to one know day the right we- one. 
And Martin Shkreli will own it one day. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 right next to the boner pills, like the weird <laughs> uh, fucking Iraqi boner pills that they, <laughs> the Turkish dick. <laughs> it's made with horned goat weed. Yeah, it's like, and they have the worst names. They're like Steel Rhino. And you're like, what the fuck is that? <sighs> what? what? <laughs> it's a fucking seizure in a bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a oh, friend that used to buy those. I, oh, really? oh, yeah, I, I couldn't, I was, it blew my mind because I was, no, we were in a bodega and we were just like joking. I like, I was like, bah, I like, I love these right next to the counter. Bah, 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 bah. And we're just kind of going off on like what the silly names were. And he's like, oh yeah, I fucking, I bought those before. They don't work. I bought those before those. I had like, it's four day boner. And it's like, are you fucking kidding? This is like, that's not, that's not how boners work. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you kill boners forever. <laughs> four, four days? It was like some crazy amount of time where he like yes. it. Maybe it wasn't fully hard for four days, but it was like residual bone. <laughs> did you? Oh, wow. It was like, did, I, like. Did you? Did he try taking care of it or like did I, he just try to like ride it out? He was in his 20s. I'm like, what are you using dick pills in your 20s for? Like, it's. I mean. People are using Viagra nowadays recreationally, so it's kind of like that is just worse Viagra. Right. It's <laughs> On, honestly, he just was, it's a divining rod, and he was hoping by getting hard, he'd find some pussy. Yeah. <laughs> it was just point in the direction, boy. Point in the direction. Whoa, Whoa and we're off. <laughs> Follow, get like a bloodhound going through the, the trenches in a southern yeah. jail. It's. You have your dick on a leash and there's like a, a, a fucking prison guard on the other end of the leash. Like, all right, go get him. It's got a lantern. Yeah. You just hit, you have like a piece of a fucking girl's underpants. Like, get the scent. Get the scent boy. There you go, boy. And you know what? We could talk about boner pills for the whole episode. In fact, you know, we yeah. might just because this is that's that's also funny. But no, this is the awful service podcast. Andrew. I do this love. Oh, I do love the boner bloodhound reference. I boner, <laughs> boner bloodhound definitely was, yeah. was that was the first name of the bloodhound gang. They're boner bloodhound. They're like that's a little that's a two on the nose for what we do. No, <clears throat> if but, you if you did hang some like floppy ears on the side of like the head of a dick, I feel like you could have kind of like a bloodhound situation. <laughs> I bet you they make those underpants. Like they have the ones with the uh, what with the, elephant the elephant with the trunk and the giraffe. You stick your dick in the the in like the neck of the giraffe, and that's what your dick is. <laughs> I, I I think it could do like a little bit like almost like uh, earmuffs, and just do a little drapery and kind of <laughs> drapery. No, what you do is you make the uh, you make you put up you, you put the earpieces for the balls. You see. You make the balls, the ears, and it just has a really big snout. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. you put it's, googly eyes and you're up in your uh, up, up above, and there you go. You know, there. it's funny that you mentioned uh, dressing up your dick uh, in because there was uh, I was at the liquor store and there was this one bottle. They just had this one bottle. I can't remember what it was, but it was a it was a, a holiday themed liquor and it was like spiced and you know, whatever, but they couldn't sell this one last bottle. And it had been sitting there for like a year and a half. You know, they mm-hmm. made it back to the holiday season and they're like, we're going to sell it this year. And it's, it's vintage. And the, re- and the reason that and they didn't sell it that, that year. Uh, and it, it was, <laughs> I'm in the liquor store in January and I'm just looking at it. And the bottle on the neck of the bottle has, they made like a little scarf for it. And I was like, 
all right, I kind of, if I bought that, I would totally put that scarf on my dick. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, chilly. Oh, my dick's so cold. Like, it's. Man, BB, the warm. BBC is getting really desperate for the, the Doctor Who reboots, aren't they? They're, just <laughs> like, Joe, they're like, we can't do Edris Elba, but we could do a white American's dick. <laughs> I I gotta get a properly sized phone booth so it looks. <laughs> you know, honestly though, Joe, y- y- your dick and the TARDIS have a lot in common because they're bigger on the inside. Ooh, oh, <laughs> and it's uh, it, it it would be a great uh, that would totally go viral. Man redoes all episodes of Doctor You Doctor Who using his penis. <laughs> <laughs> You you get at least one nerdist article out of that. <laughs> I mean, I like if that ain't clickbait, I don't know what is. <laughs> but honestly, don't change anything else. Right? Just, yeah. Just, yeah. Every, all the dialogues same. All of the scenes. All the same, other characters except, same. same. You, you have to get the same actors too. No, no, no. Yeah, especially the old one, the old series, the nineteen sixties. See, anyone still around? <laughs> <laughs> it would be hilarious uh, like my gal comes home from a long day and she's like i, I don't even want to know <laughs> it's just like it's just me with my dick out on a green screen filming <laughs> are those daleks why are you wearing a scarf and why did your dick just come out of a phone booth <laughs> you see it all started with this old liquor that they could <laughs> blame the that's always joe you're always blaming it on the liquor blame it on the liquor my second album all right. Um, well, again, this is the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about different customer service jobs and the stories there within. Andrew, the very first segment on the podcast is one that we lovingly refer to as the resume. Show us your resume. Why should we hire you? Have you ever had a job right you up and fire you? Tell us all about yourself and your place of business. Talk about your former job's filthy, shady politics. Andrew, again, this is the resume section. Uh, you don't have to tell us all your jobs, but, you know, uh, any ones that you have some really good stories about, you know, can go chronologically, reverse chronologically, but be careful because it's bad on your back. Uh, <laughs> and uh, however you want to start. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of broad overview was uh, I, I'm, well, currently I'm a writer in the cannabis industry, uh, do journalism, wrote some books. Uh, I do some copywriting as well. Uh, all that sort of fun stuff. I can dive into that as much as you want. I guess like broadly speaking, um, I graduated in 2008. Like I started college in 2004. They told me getting an English degree would be this great entry, broad level career. They use some bullshit line like, sorry, can I curse on here? I can. Oh, curse. Fuck yes. Cool. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, they gave me some bullshit line where it was like, you know, 10% of CEOs of Fortune 500 companies are like English degree holders or some bullcrap like that. What? Yes. Some bullcrap. They, they, they had to pivot into. Oh yeah, this is our. Uh, you know what? Uh, we could say that they're uh, CEOs. Yes, yeah, uh, yes, and, that's what we'll say to get people to keep uh, keep well, this English department that was, open. That was the line. That was the line back in those days. And, I rem- I'm I'm of the same time frame, and it was a uh, you can have a four year degree in underwater basket weaving, and you're going to be making two hundred thousand a year as long as it's yeah. a. Four- got a four-year yeah. degree you could be in art history and you're going to be the ceo of uh 
of uh, Ask Jeeves, because remember, this was the early 2000s. <laughs> that was yeah. still a thing. Ask Jeeves, yeah. Great great one. Under Underrated uh, search engine. <laughs> it's coming um, back. It's coming back. Give it, it a needs- second. Yes. <laughs> Actually, though, it's only the 1% are going to be able to afford it, though, because it is still technically a butler. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we make a, can anyone get the rights to an Ask Jeeves script? <laughs> it's a, it's a, starting, <laughs> starting a Idris 1%, Elba. 1% search engine, like, it's just. <laughs> Idris Elba tries to bring the Ask Jeeves back to the people. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's a. You actually to log on to that website. You actually need to. Uh, you need to be put. You need to put your banking uh, routing number so that they can check your uh, your net worth. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. Sorry, you, you're too poor. Yeah, you. Can, you can only access uh, the rich ask Jeeves from a uh, from an offshore bank. Can we get this as a conspiracy theory started? I feel like QAnon would jump onto something like this. <laughs> you see, you see the Hollywood elite. Have accounts <laughs> on the Caribbean Islands, and they go there. They have a butler. <laughs> they have a butler doing their searches for them. Democrats, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm so, Alex yeah. Jones, and we got on Ask Jeeves, and we like, and, <laughs> he, uh, and I can prove they're all the lizard age. people. He, he's not going to be able to afford that anymore. He's going to have to use Google like us regular schlubs. <laughs> Oh man, my yeah, friend uh, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> oh, Tucker has asked Jeeves. He definitely does. <laughs> um, yeah, but I got told all that crap, and then 2008 rolled around, and pretty much recession hit, and like everyone like had the bull crap. Um, and I spent like my last few years in college, I was working as a food server at like different like Tex Mex restaurants and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So. Did that, uh, kind of ended up sticking around there for a few years. Um, had one kind of cool job during that time where I worked with a bunch of kid, like rich kids from China and Korea that came over to America before they started doing their like Disney internship for like six months. Like all the people you would see at like Epcot and stuff wearing like those badges from like different parts of the world, like any of the China and like South Korea kids. I worked with them for like about 18 months. Uh, then I moved to New Wait, York. What were you doing with them? Uh, I was kind of like a glorified tour guide would kind of be the best way to do it. But we were educating them too on like just basic like cultural norms, but also not at all. Like it was just kind of like a fun pre tour. turns out like, I I don't want to actually, I probably kind of in reference the same way where you uh, had to put in Pirate's Den there. I probably shouldn't, I probably shouldn't Pirate's Den that company either. Um, But uh what I'll is it, say is, is, is it a company that happens to run the majority of media in the world right now? Yeah, Dalt Wisney. Yeah, oh, um, very, um, yeah. you know, it's a, it's you know, honestly, I'm surprised I knew it. I, you know, even though it is a small world after all. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you yeah. were you so at I, Disney or were you at in uh, New York? So I I actually was in Jersey. They would come to our, our alma mater, Montclair State in North Jersey. We would like bring them around. We basically did tour guide shit with them. Like I saw Blue Man Group like seven times in an eighteen month span. <laughs> I saw Shrek the music. I saw Shrek the musical four times. Um, it's a lot. 
<laughs> the Chinese, they love the fucking Blue Man Group. Like, and as I say, none of, well, I, Blue Man Group, actually, a lot of people do like. It's so what do you guys want to do? Like, Blue people, trash cans. Like, it's... <laughs> the worst The worst group I felt bad for, the ones that came in the dead of winter. Like, half the shit would get canceled because we're on the side of a mountain and it would just, like, whip wind down. And, like, we have one time, they're like, we're just going to Willowbrook Mall, which was, like, a C, like, a B-rate mall in northern New Jersey. And <laughs> they just, like, had to hang out there. And, like, by, like, hour three, we were all just sleeping outside of a Cinnabon, basically. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I get sleepy when I eat one of those two. I get. Oh yeah, like, it's hard to get through one. <laughs> like you, the sugar coma alone. It's that's just, hilarious. The mall cop is like, ah, I don't know. It's like a group of uh, Asian kids uh, and one white dude sleeping outside of the Cinnabon. Should we do something? A, is that a protest? Are they uh, protesting something? <laughs> I think it's yeah. a math. I think it's a math club. Oh. <laughs> no, we were. Uh, it, was, it was also like, "Hey, the snow's coming down so hard. If you come and send us out, we're all just gonna sue." So we're just sheltering in place right now. And there's a Ruby Tuesday that's not open. We're all looking for that. <laughs> this is so funny to oh, yeah. just Asian tour guide before they went to work at a giant conglomerate that everyone knows. And it was really tough, and a lot of kids got fired. Like, not just from their, like, group, but, like, from around the world. Because, like, working there can be reportedly, I'll say allegedly, uh, very tough. It it could be very tough. Um, And a lot of them break either, like, school norm, like, school structure, like, missing classes or, like, missing work or, like, breaking, like, ethics violations. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, there was there are some stories in there where there was like some students that really did some stuff that kind of got caught and kicked out. And a lot of them were just like misclassed though, and it would suck. And like they would just get sent home. But like also they still got to like work in Florida for a while. So I think they took it as a vacation because a lot of them were like they were all the most of them were still pretty like one percenters. Like they Mm -hmm. had the money. So like unless you were the fuck up of the family, you probably got a cushy job. And even if you were, you probably still got a decent one. Mm-hmm. You have brought like a- much disrespect to the family getting fired by a giant American conglomerate. Yeah. Now come Here's work a for a giant Chinese conglomerate. Yes. Now come work for your family business, a giant, Honest- Chinese, <laughs> a giant Chinese conglomerate. If anything, that's disappointed chef- in you. Now run this, run this, yeah. I, uh, this iPod factory. Yes. Now come, <laughs> you're the, come be the CEO of TikTok. You have a, you have an English degree. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, the real reason oh. they were fired from that conglomerate is because they learned their English, their English from the uh, Shrek musical. So they just kept running in like donkey, and uh, they're just like, "Listen, we don't own that one. We don't own that one." And that's why they were just like, "That is, that is." Well, now they do, but at the time they didn't own that one. Yeah. I gotta I'm say, they let you go see that. Like they're like, um. There's some other ones that we we've got some things in the theaters right now. <laughs> Thankfully, most of them were from like the city, so they were kind of used to it a little bit. But yeah, that was uh, that were, they were fun. Um, yeah, Wait, that was a fun. Where'd you where'd you go after Asian tour guide? So I went to New York and I went to a job equally as fun. I went to Enterprise Rent a Car. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I so I was in a fraternity in college, which was in and of itself interesting. Um, <laughs> can you name that one, or will that also get you killed? I, no, it's one I don't want to shout out, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it wasn't anything like traumatic or anything like even like anything like the movies. It was pretty 
Loki. It was a bunch of mostly like emo white kids being like very asshole kids who thought they were an assholes for a while. <laughs> so, so, so a low key, so a low grade frat, but, uh, no, no, none of the, uh, none of the trappings of the nineties movies, at least. So I'll say like, no, no, nothing, no crimes other than underage drinking and probably drugs up to cocaine. Yeah. We were, we were in there. Okay. So we had, we had our fun, but nothing, hard, nothing, uh, heinous. But, uh, yeah, so that, that led to uh, the connections you met from there led me to Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And, uh, I, that was my first job in Brooklyn, which was really fun because Enterprise, um, is probably another company I shouldn't mention too much uh, by name. Uh, you, our goal is to get a cease and desist. We want, we want it. We have, okay. we have, we, we have gone. We would like so to be asked. Old. We really do. And, and our listeners know the first time we get a cease and desist letter, that's going to be a piece of merch. It's just going oh, to yeah. be, we're going to, well, to redact all we need to legally. And then it's just going to be on a t-shirt. It's just well, a stop awful service podcast and the whole that. And when that happens, listeners, you, you will be the first to know because all of us are going to be wearing it. Oh, well, yeah, hey, we're, gonna just, be, we're not going to be able to stop talking about it. I'm going to frame well, it. Even though legally frame. we can't. <laughs> If we were, were putting some, money Conde, some uh, sorry, some pirates den esque, <laughs> I'm going to do this. I can do this. <laughs> so, you're, so you're working for the rental car company, yeah, and that yes, I know yes, is yes. its own like hell. It's it's something, man. Like I will say this: if you. It, so in the stepbrothers line that everyone repeated ad nauseum for years about how it prepares you for like job stuff, it kind of does. It's it's kind of lame, but it definitely did do that and got me like business work and like all that sort of stuff from it, uh, which was cool. Um, but you're waking up crazy long hours. You're shuttling a bunch of people around Brooklyn in cars. You're sometimes driving to outer boroughs at like 15 minutes to closing time because you're balancing inventories and stuff. So like, it's kind of nuts. And then the thing that bothered me was like, um, you couldn't have like a beard. You couldn't have long hair. You couldn't have tattoos. Like I got a quarter sleeve, uh, tattoo done on my arm at one point. And I was like one of their best sellers at the time, like not to toot my own horn, but I was like, one of their better ones and they kind of made a big deal out of ranking that shit so i was like in the decent higher ranking sort of area and like they scolded me for the tattoo still and they were like you can't get any more of them and like we can't be seen and i was like fuck that shit so i left after about eight months but like what, which, which was, airport was that out of again i wasn't at an airport thank what? god that is thank like god. that's rigorous no i was in Greenpoint. that's the funny thing because like the company like they aren't from New York by any means. So I think they were like, we want you to look wholesome and like normal and stuff. And then we went to Greenpoint and I was like, you know, people here have like long hair and tattoos and beards. And you're like, if we all look like clean cut, like fucking like well-to-do beaver cleavery sort of folks, like that's going to off put a lot of people here. And like, and like the other, the other group we worked with there was like the Orthodox Jews. So it was like, we're working (laughs) with two people that are like not in any way, shape or form the target audience. I think that these like HR people were making like wrecks for our clothes for. So I was like, you know, beards are probably pretty accepted in Brooklyn. You guys, no beards, no tattoos. It's like, what did they think that they were the New York Yankees? (laughs) <laughs> that's actually really good yeah um yeah i wish i got paid like that but um <laughs> yeah um and, but that is actually true that like if you are willing to work like crazy hours and like six days a week for a while and like not like look like a person from new york and like in any way shape or form well most people from new york um <laughs> it, you can like 
you can make pretty good money pretty quickly. Like within three or four years, I had friends make like six figures and they were like 27, 28. So like, it's definitely paid off for some people, but I was just like, absolutely not. I hate this. Like I want tattoos and I will sacrifice and work at bars again for a while. (laughs) They, 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 you know what though, you know, now they, they can afford to have only one roommate. You know, that's how, (laughs) that's how well they're doing in New York. You guys, They, they still have to live out in bed style, but, uh, you know, there's still act- 37 stops out of Manhattan. They're actually oh they're, 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 they actually live in Staten Island, but they still yeah. claim that they live in New York City. Now, uh, uh, <laughs> Greenpoint, that's hilarious, man. Uh, it's technically New York City. We're just a just a quick ride away. We just got to take a boat home. Uh, <laughs> now, Greenpoint, that's not much, there's not much room for a car rental place. So I'm sure like what, like. Were you guys just like street parking? Like, <laughs> there was a lot of that. Like, we definitely were cool with the cops there. Um, the cops, like, I don't know if they were on the I don't take. know if I, I, I never saw anything happen, but I, the cops were really nice compared to how New York cops treat free, everyone. So, free car rental for <laughs> free upgrade that, for Greenpoint police. That's probably actually what it was, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, we did have an unhealthy amount of Chargers and Camaros for a while. Um, <laughs> It's like nobody's renting these except for these guys that keep getting them in insurance deals for free. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like blue they, lives matter flags. What the fuck? <laughs> we were free. We were free blue lives. That made it a little more comfortable. That was good. Hey, uh, sir, you left your undercover cherries in the uh, <laughs> in, well, in the car you returned. Speaking of leaving things, I will say um, the best day was we were renting out, and it was like the end of the day. It was just like a normal day, and then I found like these sunglasses that had just dropped on the ground. They were like these unisex sunglasses that like I still have to this day. I don't like, I just like, I was back then I was broke and I needed a pair of sunglasses. I'll take floor sunglasses at the time. And then like nowadays I just like them because they're dirty old sunglasses. But I went to go clean the car and that's where it got better was I found a cheap but like decent like switchblade knife with a plastic handle that had been slightly cracked and uh-huh. then i found a crack pipe in the back seat oh great so you found Best a murder weapon and I, and I kept that knife for six years to clean yeah, my balls i still have that crack pipe like it's, <laughs> it's my favorite one it, you know you put on your sunglasses you get spun you know as you do for a day you know and, yeah. and then you go cut some people it's your, your yeah. day's right there just a Tuesday. Yeah, don't get blood all over the car. They're gonna they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna charge me. They charge extra, extra for that cleanings. <laughs> uh, yeah. it's now uh Matt, I will have to say, uh when I said undercover uh cop cherries, you, you made the old like put the big <laughs> that, the big thing on the, on the roof of your car like yeah. it was an episode of Kojak. <laughs> we're, we're old men. Come on, you know, that's if you're not picturing uh, the Beastie Boys sabotage video, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> I actually was thinking about the the ones that they have that they had. They now they put them in the. Uh, it's like in your sun visor. They yeah, put yeah, the sun was... visor down, and it's, and it's there, and you're just like, wait, are you you're a cop? What the fuck? No, I, I, want, I, want, I want I want I want the one that looks like they could have bought it at Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> put it on top. You know, you remember those chairs? That's what I want. Bring, you know, sometimes they talk about the classics, and there is some classics I want. I want my undercover cops to be driving Ford Crown Vicks, where then they have the little, they got the big ass thing that they have to like lug out 
plug it into the cigarette lighter and then <laughs> lug the cord across their chest. If you're going to be undercover, God damn it, this is how you should have to. It should be in the Constitution. I'm I am making a bull thing in the Constitution. If you're an undercover cop, you have to drive a 1993 Crown Vic with a cigarette lighter, cherry <laughs> fucking thing. Make it happen, Congress. We either yeah, defund we you or you switch to these cars. We all know this is in the this 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 podcast. Every episode gets documented in the uh, Library of Congress. We know this already. So come on, why is this not happening, America? You know, I had to look this up because I'm like, did Spencer Gifts do they still exist? Yeah. There's still oh, yeah. 600 stores. Well, now yeah, they're just Spencers. It's just the thing about Spencers is this though. It's they they didn't they never had to change their shit. They, it's still the same stuff that was there 20 yes. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, th- I just I assumed that uh, like Spencer's just kind of had like a goth makeover and like wo- and like was just no, like, hey, we're a hot, hot topic. That's hot, topic. That's hot, hot topic cornered that market. I and thought they just still around too. I thought they pivoted. Oh, yeah. into, like, well, hot topic is like goth meme store and wrestling shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was in a mall uh, around Christmas. I was at the Mall of America and I happened to walk past a hot topic and was just like. Wow, look, the little emo kids are still emo. Like, this is look, look oh, at yeah. these little kids. They're oh dude, emo is like back in like in another wave. Like yes. it, it's had it's had another resurgence with the kids. Yeah. Oh, I think Glaxo Willow Smith, Smith line has never been happier, you guys. Xanax <laughs> prescriptions are back up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh so you said that yeah. like after the enterprise well, well go back. You said you you'd found so the most interesting stuff you found <clears> was the crack pipe, the the knife. Yeah. So what's some, what are some other things you found while you're detailing these cars? Nothing too much, to be honest with you. Nothing sexy about it. Uh, we worked for a lot of like film productions and stuff, though. So we would see like, you know, sometimes you get like an occasional prop, like nothing too cool or anything. Like it was mostly just like boom mics and shit. But like we worked for like a bunch of CBS shows like Gossip Girl or not Gossip Girl was on CBS, but like they filmed out in like this place called Silver Cup Studios. Mm-hmm. So we would like run cars over there all the time. Nothing too fun. It was just uh, picking up like, Celica. Oh, what? Actually, one time that was fun is I um, <laughs> I read into the band Cobra Starship. They were like, yeah. And funny thing was, I was on the show TRL with them years ago when I was in, yeah, I, my friend is like, they were like these two girls that I know. And they were like, MTV needs two men to like, look like diehard Cobra Starship fans. Will you and your friend do it? And we're like, we like them. They're like, are you diehard? We're like, we like them. And they're like, all right, good enough. So they brought (laughs) us out to New York. I have to ask, were you ready for it? Did you come on, bring it? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You think I don't know a Cobra Starship? The only <laughs> Cobra Starship song, but I don't yeah. know if I have any other songs. I tried to bring something out of that. Yeah, no. Um, the best part of that I love about that band is that the lead singer made more of his money from flipping houses than being into like seminal pop punk bands. Um, <laughs> shout out Gabe, though. He's awesome. Uh, I think. I don't know. He could be a monster. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway. Um, yeah, so they were there, and I was like, yeah, you pied me in the face on TRL years ago. And that was probably the next best story I had. And that's when I realized that my life was not going anywhere, and I needed to get out of this place. Cause the, be- the best thing is I was once on TRL. Oof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, I'm really dangerously close to say my high school years were my best days. So I really <laughs> needed to, like, not do that. Um, no, so I got a quick – I got a job working at a place um, that, like, worked in, like, music production. So I started, like, just do- sourcing music for shows and stuff. It was a cool job. I left there after a year, though, because I hated working in offices. Um, 
tried my hand at freelancing that kind of failed off the first time around. And then I got a couple jobs. Um, funny enough, I was working at AOL and like 2010 or 11, um, or no, no, actually it was 2013. And, um, that's where I wrote my first article about weed and like nothing ever happened with it, but I just kept it in my back pocket. And then that I was a contract job that ended after like 10 months. That was a pretty funky place, but it, well, cool job. Well, they were just paying you an internet discs. Yeah. Dude, they were they were actually one of the coolest jobs ever. I will say that they were oh, pissing shit. away money. They were had perks out the ass that were awesome. Like they had massage chairs on every floor for freelancers. <laughs> they just gave you a laptop and they're like, "All right, like hit your deadlines and show up when we need you, and you're fine to go work wherever you want. Just coordinate with your boss." I was like, "All right, cool." Um, they had nap rooms on every floor that had st- uh, their room was changed out every thirty minutes to make sure the sheets were clean. Um, they had like tons of snacks, like healthy and like sugar based. Like they were like, f- like four kinds of like they were pissing away money that they shouldn't have at this point because they were like firing a quarter of their staff like every like three to six months, which really well, sucked. But like, what are we gonna do? Well, massage chairs, fully staffed. <laughs> uh, I it was. It was say, after great. I eat the Cinnabon, I need to take a nap. You know, and this one time in college, I did it with a bunch of Asian kids. We got to keep it going. You know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the one good thing that I did like that they made decisions on was that they were the first like green uh, like business that I saw in there. Like they like were pretty good about being energy conscious, but like they just were not making right decisions when it came to stuff. But like they had cool shit. Like they had like free interview series where like you could just drop in where celebrities would just be there. Like my first my first day at work, Nathan Fielder and I were just like standing like relatively and i like i didn't say anything because i was intimidated by nathan fielder somehow but like <laughs> speaking of which but yeah. like yeah he was he's uh, peering behind your couch <laughs> just a little on. eyes hold on just he's for you there <laughs> yeah um but yeah no it was a cool job um and i worked there for a bit and then i went into some startups and shit and like that was a whole different oh yeah you when, wanna... you said, when you said that you would they did an interview series i'm like are they just that ready to like we're like listen these guys are going to be fucked in the wall so let's get them uh let's get them some interview prep practice that's when you said said interview is i'm like wait are they yes they're just doing mock interviews okay so when you're trying to go work for yahoo this is (laughs) (laughs) facebook's two floors up guys you can just go right up there um yeah that's that's wild they're they're a green company no 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 they were just really they were really bad with money so they just asked you to turn the lights off when you left the room it wasn't about being green it was about saving some cash it it wasn't flushless toys they just didn't pay the water bill (laughs) walk into the aol bathroom if it's yellow let it mellow on the door of a fortune 500 company they're just like listen it's employee the sign said employees might want to wash hands before returning to work. Did you really touch your genitals? Yeah. Do do your hands smell like your butthole? Then you don't really have to. (laughs) It's a diagram of a guy and he's standing at a urinal with his pants all the way down and he's just doing a hand behind the head. Just like flopping it. I, I, if, there, if there was anything that I know that was like indicative of my time there, like I was on a contract, so I never had to worry about being fired because they had to pay me if they fired me anyway. So <laughs> I was good. And on my last day, I came into the office and like, I don't, Joe, you might know this, um, this place. Um, you might, yeah, you were in New York. I still think at the time, um, there's a st- really cool, like French fry place called Palm Frites. And oh, yeah. There was an explosion that actually killed a couple people because the build the land uh 
the building owner was like doing like unlicensed like gas line work and caused an explosion and like it blew up Pomfrey's killed a couple people like not trying to make light of that but like they like it caused this massive fire on my last day when I was there and like AOL had to like roll up these like security blinds that like because the smoke was billowing into the building and they were like all right everyone you're free to leave if you want to we're technically safe they're like there was a massive explosion about three blocks away and I just like took the laptop and just brought it out. And I was like, I'm just gonna go now. This <laughs> and then AOL merged with Yahoo a few years later. <laughs> Bombfreets, more like bombfreets, am I right? Oh, where's that? My bell's too far away. I can't reach the bell. Ding, 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 ding. It's. I love New York for things like that, though, where it's like, ah, uh, yeah, the owner the was random explosions. No, no, and they're just like, keep on going, keep on going, guys. It's fine. I know it makes we've me, seen worse. It makes me giggle. The owner just doing some unlicensed gas work that just happens yeah. all the time. It's yeah. like, yeah. oh, you do you need a permit? It's and like usually safe. licensed. Yes, <laughs> it usually works. Nine out of ten times, we're fine. <laughs> right? It's all the explosions you don't hear about in New York. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah it was it was like jesus christ this is indicative of a lot of things in I new just, york I just, I <laughs> for a second there i'm just thought he was like eh, explosions what are you gonna eh, do it's that's a tuesday was it joe's well, pizza can i still get my dollar 50 slice <laughs> i mean they're not to be grim but we i was like living with like two block um like just a couple like miles away from like where there was a shooting a couple months ago in the subway and they're like yeah just keep it moving we're fine we're just gonna you know delay the trains for an hour or two and it's like holy fuck guys this is like some crazy shows like yeah in new york it's just like we just keep it moving it creates a mental state for you that like it sadly has been beneficial in my work life, but probably detrimental in my personal life. <laughs> but yeah, it, um, that like after AOL kind of led me to working in startup culture, which kind of aligns with that mentality. I was just saying about New York. Um, yeah. And I was there for a little while and then I got, that was 2017. I got laid off from this German job that was like, I told Joe about this. Um, they laid me off and uh, the co-owners stood at the, only exit door and they like tried to hug me on the way out and i like just kind of leaned into them and gave them my shoulder and i was like yeah like let's just get out of here well, we, like, all know, I was, we all know how warm the german people are uh these it, it, weirdly they were i don't they must they they we were very, we feel very bad to us we have to let you not work here anymore uh, you have been an excellent employee but uh, we, we don't have the money to make it uh functional so please to take our umamen and uh please uh and you can have a a a, a, a chocolate on your way out. <laughs> you actually nailed one of their accents pretty close with that. Um yeah, they danke. To be fair, they replaced me with someone that was dead on named after a pop singer and they actually were really good and then sold the company for like millions of dollars. So the, they did the, the right lead singer of Corpus Starship. I was, yes, yes, it was, it was, it was, no, um, yeah, so that place fired me, and that was kind of fun, because I had freelanced once before, I kind of glanced that over, but, like, between AOL and, like, the other stuff, I had freelanced for an EDM site that I rebuilt, um, it was a sketchy Craigslist job that was supposed to be a writer, and it turned out to be an editor-in-chief job, like, air quote, editor-in-chief job, because it 
It was basically, hey, we haven't done anything with the site in six months. We have no money. Go write it yourself or hire people. And here's $150 a week. And I was like, fuck it. I have a degree that not, that's going to do nothing if I don't try right now. Uh, I'm writing scripts that no one's reading and I'm doing like UCB classes that's going down the toilet. So, you know, might as well do this. Um, and I turned it in like six months. I got like, 40 or so writers and photographers across like three countries, like covering shows and news for like free. And like, I was just straight up honest with them. I was like, if you can't like do free work or whatever, I totally understand. But like, if you give me like three or four good articles, I'll get you concert tickets to whatever you want. Or like, I'll get you interviews with artists. And like, we had a pretty good thing. And when people left, it was like, you know, whatever, like I had no expectations of them. Uh, basically did, you just have like, to, did you ever have to disappoint one of these people by telling them that Zed's dead? Yes, yes, we did. It's <laughs> a very niche EDM joke. Uh, no, I, I, I got that. I got. I, I'm just, I'm just a bit too high and unwitty to come back with that. But I like that. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I yeah, didn't mean to Skrillex the interview, but uh... <laughs> uh, God, the yeah. bell—it's so far away. I, I recently went back to Skrillex's uh, Instagram page to see if he still had that photo of him and Jordan Peterson hanging out, and he does oh, not God. have it up. What? <laughs> so, I'm surprised. I thought he was his satellite. <laughs> oh, God. I, that one was one the of The bell! My... <laughs> Somebody get me the bell! <laughs> Ding. Um, <laughs> actually, I had, I had a roommate who was an EDM DJ uh, for a long time. Uh, and uh, he one time made a an hour mix of remixes of Avicii's levels, and he called it Level Up. <laughs> an hour of just levels it's just an hour of, oh sometimes i get a good feeling and it's just but it just like he mixed every single remix he could find of it and blended <laughs> it together through an hour mix of it and people were like this is a it it, it, it it was like on soundcloud it was like a low level soundcloud hit like it got tons oh, of nice. downloads those people didn't have to live in an apartment with him where he was mixing this for eight hours and never used headphones. Oh, no. Oh, God. That's, that's heinous. That's <laughs> heinous. Yeah, it was not a good feeling. <laughs> that's that's a reduced rent month right there. I, You know, <laughs> I'm like, you can't play some Dead Mouth 5? What the fuck? Uh <laughs> Oh man. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. So EDM kind of, I, I, I did my favorite thing that came out of EDM job was I got to go to electric zoo covering it as like oh, a cool. journalist. Yeah. So I got a three day pass to it for people that don't know. It's like one of the like bigger electronic festivals in New York. Um, it always is canceled on the third day for either a tragic reason or a weather related condition. Like there was one year someone overdosed and then the next year they like did all the precautions right. And then it just flooded on Sunday to the point that no one could go on the field. So it's just kind of like karma. It's just like electric zoo is a two day. So they switched it eventually, I think. But um, very, I went. All right, and- so if we do this, we would just do two days. <laughs> if we drop that it's third day. It seems to have gone better. So I guess God's Plus with the drugs, they're going to think it lasted three, four days anyway. They're not going to (laughs) know. I will say there's a trend on TikTok I've been seeing of people that bury alcohol and drugs in fields like weeks before festivals and then coming mm-hmm. together. And I, I don't, I can't say I fully condone it, but it's fucking clever. I gotta say oh, that. The shit they do to get into like get booze or um, drugs into like uh, like electric forest or mm-hmm. uh, uh, EDC. Because I, I know oh, yeah. people who've done those. I had, I had a roommate, same roommate, by the way, same roommate <laughs> for uh, for uh, Electric Forest. 
he bought a 10 pound bag of gummy bears, 10 pounds. He then put them in four gallon bags, so two and a half gallon bags a piece. And then in each bag, put a handle of vodka and let them soak for like a month. And they, and they soaked it up. So he had vodka gummy bears and they they didn't look at it because they're just like, Oh, it's food. They're yeah. just like, and they weren't like checking, and it was just in bags. So they're just like, oh, whatever. It's this guy really likes gummy bears, whatever. And he was like the hit of the festival because like he was selling scoops of vodka gummy Genius. bears. Oh my god! Genius. And trading them for like other substances and uh, and whatever. I and also like, love. Oh, sorry. Go no, sorry. Go ahead. It's done. No, no, no. Go no. Go ahead and go. On. No, you go. All oh, right, thanks. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, my mind's gonna be well. I, I derailed the funny story from mine. Um, but the, yeah, no. Um, I've I like that there's so much intricacy that like we'll have to go through. But then for like a woman, all they have to do is go to up a dude's security guard. And like this one lady brought up fourteen heavy flow tampons, and he was like, "Why do you have those for this show tonight?" She's like, "I have my period." He was like, "Okay," and she just put like kamikazes in each of them. <laughs> yep, yep. It's it, it. They they spend more time trying to figure out ways of smuggling alcohol and drugs into those festivals than east germans tried to to figure out to get past the wall <laughs> like they're like you know they're just trying to they, they have they have some so much creative they have to sit there did you, like i know this for uh electric forest they actually have like the little mirror that they put under like it's fucking uh it's the border and they're trying to smuggle a person across they're looking <laughs> to see if people are smuggling shit up into their in their engine blocks and up in the like, thing they you know it's they, they search their vehicles man it is it's intense there's going to be a strip search in about three years. It's going to be really, uh, it's well, going to be good because dead mouse strip search, they give you drugs beforehand. Okay. That's worth They're it. They're just I like, guess. listen, if you're going to make this uncomfortable. I guess if every, as long as everyone's on board, I guess. Fair. So, uh, I just, uh, yeah. I just pulled up an article. I had to, I had to Google, uh, burying drugs at a festival. Drug dealer <laughs> buries mountain of cocaine at Leeds festival site <laughs> and pitches tent over it weeks later. That's the English. Love him. Oh, yeah. He pitched his tent and then cut a hole in the bottom of his tent and started to, like, wrap the drugs in the tent, and then he was caught. But <laughs> genius. I, he I, brought I, a mountain. You you could probably could have gotten away with a hill. Yeah, just... <laughs> he needed a mountain for the Leeds Festival. Yeah, what... Uh, it's not Glastonbury, guys. Come on. Nobody said anything at this guy just digging a giant hole in a park. <laughs> like, and nobody said a thing. It's like it's and imagine if somebody else had pitched their tent on top of it, how mad he would have gotten. <laughs> imagine you just tried to build your like shit latrine over there and you're like, I just shit into a mountain of cocaine. No one is gonna believe this. No, why did what's going on with that latrine? Well, yeah, when I was digging it up, there's a bunch of white dirt. I've never seen it. Did we find a no. salt deposit? This is England. Did we find a salt deposit? Um, I don't know. I don't have a good English accent. The ants are just all coked up, running around like it's with, like they have like the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> so every artist is late for their performances just because they're hanging out in the field. Yeah. Why is why is everyone coming out of that tent with the sniffles? <laughs> it uh, it it changes the term cocaine hole. Okay, hole. It's yeah. You know. <laughs> uh. Uh, so that, you're, you're covering, you're covering a sea hole. That's right. That's uh, you're covering, uh, uh, so you're covering these EDM shows that you're, you're, as, cause you, you, so you were kind of like the, you, you said you were the one getting the other, these other people, you're giving them opportunity to, to yeah. like, do this stuff. So basically you're a comedy producer. 
Kind of. Yeah, I guess so. I never thought about that. But yeah. <laughs> We're giving you experience. He's the, he's the I, Jay I, Jonah Jameson see, of EDM, that, this EDM magazine. I need see, that was a dead mouse. <laughs> <laughs> that was my thing, man. Like, I didn't want to do that because, like, I definitely, you know, I've done stand up a bit, like, terribly. I've done, you know, performing and stuff and no, like, the shitty pay and no pay experience. So, like, I really wanted to level with them and just be like, look, if you don't want to do it, like, fine. Like, just my only thing is, like, if you accept something, do it or at least give me as much heads up that you can't do it. And like, I worked with them. So, you know, I tried my best not to do like that exploitative shit. It definitely could be seen as it, but like, hopefully it wasn't. Cause like, I tried to give them like at least good memories or at least some bylines for their articles. That's, Fingers crossed. It was a, it was a bringer article. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was. Yeah, did you it get was, to meet uh, any? Uh, did you get to meet any DJs or anybody in the in the field when you were doing that? Oh yeah, yeah, I did like a bunch of interviews, went to shows, like was like behind the scenes with people. Like I went to heinous clubs I never would have gone to otherwise. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, yeah, it was really cool though. I will say, like I like electronic music, but it's uh, you know, covering no. it was it was a brutal industry. I will I say imagine. that. Like, who was the interesting, biggest DJ like, that you got to interview? Ooh. Live, Ooh, I don't know. I forget. There's, there's like some. Like, so it was did, never like a top tier. It was never like the top tier ones. It was like B level, like sort of dudes, like on the come up. Like, um, I always tried to get like the names like Armin Van Buren and Skrillex and stuff in their PR. Be like, absolutely not. No, no, like your your publication sucks. Like we don't know you. Like like we don't need you. Um, there was like I'm, I'm trying to remember. Like one that I like was a band called Keys or uh, an electronic group called Keys and Crates. Okay. They uh, were pretty cool. Um, there's a bunch of trance music artists that I remember. Andrew. Well, that's Rael, that's how I, I know that, you, especially at the time. That's <laughs> how I know that you were you were lower tier. That they gave you trans. Trans is like trance music is very like it, it, if that was like late '90s, early 2000s, you would have that would have been the shit. Uh, in the in the uh, in the 20 teens, that's a uh, give give them trance. Next thing you know, it, uh, you're, you're you're down to uh, you're down to the tech techno. You're gonna you can only do techno artists. I'll take it, man. The dub scene was the worst. Like the the fans made it with the worst. So like at least the trance people were like people that have been in electronic for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so and above and beyond was kind of coming up at the time again. So like they're like the group therapy sessions were big. So like I had a, at least my friends that did a lot of drugs at shows. We kind of were into trance. So like I felt mm-hmm. at least insulated in that. And hey, Good. people paid me for it, so that was cool. But yeah, um, although I you know what have been the worst is if they're like, all right, uh, Andrew, your stuff's not going well. Um, we're, we're we're knocking you down to minimalist. <laughs> and if you don't, I Joe did. doesn't know what minimalist EDM is, and it is a. Uh, it is literally it, it's a step above like the music that plays in an elevator. Ooh, like, a, like imagine like an EDM version of that, and that's kind of what minimalist is. It's a, it's like if you tried to be Brian Eno and failed terribly, and just landed. <laughs> the, it's like a shoot for the moon, land for the stars, Brian Eno situation. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going back to Joe and his J. Jonah Jameson thing. We need photos of Daft Punk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I we're unmasking Dead Mouse. <laughs> He's a fake. Marshmallow. I want to know who Marshmallow is. <laughs> oh, that's funny because Marshmallow was a guy who really kind of got no publicity at all as a dub artist and then became Marshmallow. Yeah. Which really goes to show your career transition you can take. All you need oh. to do is find a weird mask and people just dig it. 
Wait, um, so that so he was he was just uh, he was nothing, and then he put the hat on, and then everyone's he, like, no oh, one, you know what? He, no one cared who I was until I put on the mellow. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like when a bad stand-up comedian goes right wing. Oh, <laughs> that's some shot. Yeah, but you know what? Bad stand-up comedians don't have their own flavor of Coca-Cola. So, mm. so I mean, I, I do think it's interesting that you went from um, covering EDM shows to now being a cannabis writer. Uh, I yeah. don't see the correlation there at all. I I don't get the <laughs> connection. Um, so you've been doing that. So you've been doing that for a while. Yes, you've been you've been writing about yeah. cannabis. Like and you said, freelance, correct? Yeah, so I got fired from the startup job in 2017 from the German hug place and uh, about three months, but I was kind of like figuring out where I wanted to go work and we like where to freelance and I was kind of thinking I was going to get stuck and have to go back and because I had no idea where I wanted to go and like thought I was going back to nine to five. One day I was about to smoke a bowl and I remember seeing this Dave Grohl interview, which like I'm not even a huge Dave Grohl fan, but like I, he was just like, find a job you love and find someone to pay you for it, which like is advice other people have given, but I saw him say it. And like, I was like, oh yeah, shit. All right. And then I just started like pitching out services and like, it was, I thought I'd end up having to be a journalist or a copywriter, which like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe this is the ethics of where media is kind of problematic nowadays, but yep. like I ended up, I ended up falling into both, like covering like news articles for some publications starting in Canada and then in the U S and then working for some like different kind of cannabis companies. Like one was a rosin press company, which like is an, like an oil sort of mate, like a, you make from cannabis plant. Um, and I just started picking up different clients and like, Things just started branching out from there and I tried to keep it like ethical, like as best I can. So I just like told all my clients in the beginning, I was just like, Hey, I'm a journalist. I can't cover you in the media and like vice versa sort of shit. And like try to draw my own lines to make sure I was like never going to get caught in like some bullshit and you know, knock wood. It's been good. And by the way, thank, thank you for explaining what rosin press is to me and Joe. We have no idea. <laughs> oh yeah. What that we're both, uh, you know, we're both clean living. I mean, I'm, I have to test Joe, but I think it's I think it's it's early dementia. It's not drugs. Yeah, I don't have to pee in a cup. I've got this uh, X on my hand. If you find anything in my I had a poppy seed muffin yesterday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did just watch that Seinfeld episode. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I've been working, so to answer your original question, I've been in it like six or so years now, like 2017, I would say, around March or so. Um, and now, yeah, I work doing like publications, like I write for like High Times, uh, Business Insider sometimes, uh, mostly cannabis publications. There's one called Green Street or Green Market Report, not Green Street Hooligans. Uh, Green, Green Market <laughs> I've been blowing bubbles, pretty bubble. No, sorry. Uh, wrong no, wrong yeah. podcast. Uh, That's awful sports. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a bunch of publications. I've been doing more like copywriting though because uh, the, I can dive into the nuances of media and why it's a problem for all industries if you ever wanted. But like, uh, basically, like journalism doesn't pay all that well in most cases. Like some do, brand writing pays a lot better. So um, it's kind of like I use the mark, I do the journalism. I like am now in a spot where. Most of my money is made from like branding and copywriting and I get to write like the articles that interest me. So I get to work with like pretty cool. Like I got some good relationships with editors. I'm trying to find a few non-cannabis publications now. Like I'm actually writing my first like horror like uh, publication thing. It is pot theme though. So like I'm not deviating. Like I even pitched. I was like, all right. The day the far. weed ran out. It's it's like a listicle. Like I, I said I wouldn't write listicles, but some of them are fun. So killer, I just like. Killer weed. That, Kinda, that probably yeah. exists. 
That's that's definitely an, a C level horror movie yeah. somewhere. Oh, there's there's Evil Bong. We will be talking oh. about the Evil Bong series. <laughs> oh wait, is it is it is it, is it like a spoof of the Evil Dead? I probably not at all. No. I've seen like clips of it. It's a, it's on my list to watch before I write the article. But, <laughs> a, uh, instead yeah. of a chain, instead of putting a chainsaw on his hand, it's just a bubbler. <laughs> and he smashes it. It breaks once, and now he's ineffective. He's like, Evil no, Bong. <laughs> he's gonna smoke you. <laughs> that has to be the fucking tagline. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm writing for now. And then I write for a bunch of brands and shit too. I do like websites and stuff. So like the unfun sort of stuff. But like I don't know, it, it's fun to diversify my work. That I get bored by doing the same stuff. I'm also like now kind of branching out from there. Like I'm working with a few different people like that I've really respected in and out of cannabis that like have done stuff. And like, we're kind of in the like pre-production phases of projects. So you know how that is. Like, I don't want to like mm-hmm. jinx it by saying it just yet, but like, I can tell you guys off the camera, but like, um, yeah, some projects that hopefully will come together in the next few months. I'm working. going to be like, working for prison planet. Yeah. He's working for freelancing for jesus.org to be fair to be fair it's going to be uh because he had a salad it's not going to be the same infowars you guys uh it's gonna be a little different funny (laughs) owned by nancy pelosi (laughs) oh my god i got a fun fact um a a girl i know from freshman year of college actually sued infowars because she was a short-term broadcaster there and they were alleged in a she was a a person in a class action discrimination suit i don't know the status i think it got dismissed i'm not sure where it's at though so i am i am shocked that there was a discrimination lawsuit at at the the at at that website i you know i would have thought their ethics would have just been top notch it's yeah that headquarters was a little different than AOL. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They didn't have. They didn't have healthy snacks. They just had fluoride-free water and uh, and, 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 and and vitamins. That's it. Yeah, That's all you and, get. Yeah, you got uh, like uh, horse vitamins to keep mm-hmm. the COVID away. Mm-hmm. I just love tactical bath because it's just body wipes that you use for babies that they've just advertised as like hyper male, like like survivalist product. Wait, what are they called? Tactical, tactical bath. bath. Yeah, it's, tactical they, just put, bath. they just put baby wipes in a camel, like in a camo thing, and it's like it's for men. There's a, they also have another. This isn't an infowars one, but there's dude wipes, and it's like you're just paying double the markup for a masculine version of this. Like it kind of reminds me when they made that Dr Pepper for men for like two weeks that were like Dr Pepper ten or something like that. Oh, I, I remember that. I Dr. Pepper for men. Yeah, because this so time it was, it's it for ten, dudes. It was ten calorie Dr. Pepper. It was ten calories. So it wasn't diet. It was ten calories because diet Dr. Pepper is for lady people, and Dr. <laughs> Pepper ten was for dudes. They did it for like a year. It was in a silver can, and it, did, yes. it basically was like a slight. They used like monk fruit or something to make it a little bit sweeter than like diet Dr. <laughs> Pepper. That's it. That is all it was. Trust me. In the fat community, we knew what it was. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Pepper Ted, it gets your dick hard. Yeah, it was. That was because that, was that even stuff you buy weird, from like, Yeah, Steven, yeah. The, now with thirty percent more steel rhino. Do you remember? <laughs> you know that that advertisement with the weird like. He's like, ooh, you need something sweet. And this is this little like crazy glam rock looking guy. That's oh, because yes. of Dr. Pepper Ten, because he yeah. original oh, commercial. Right was a Dr. Pepper 10 commercial 
with oh, that wow. guy going like, yeah, and, you need a Dr. Pepper 10. And, then and you like, know that dude? That's the dude who came in second place on the first season of American Idol. <laughs> Are you serious? It's... Yeah, yeah. Okay, really? That's that's that's, funny. The, that's that's Justin from Justin to Kelly. Are you? Re- I didn't. What? Yeah, hundred percent. That's Justin Guarini. That's I, ho- I learned that's something hilarious. today. Yeah, I like to teach. <laughs> that's <laughs> one so got funny. a talk show and one has to wear a wig and <laughs> and, and uh, be be a be like a B list uh, Nick Kroll. Yeah, no, that's what I, it's, that's what I, every time I see that commercial, I'm like, this guy is just going for a, like a sassy Nick Kroll. <laughs> and, and Nick Kroll is already pretty sassy, so. He's already sassy. Very. Uh, they did not have the budget for Nick Kroll. So, so we went to, to Justin Guarini. Andrew, back to your cannabis writing. And, and we're, we, yeah. Joe and I are in Minnesota. And as you know, Minnesota has the most hilarious, well, right now has the most hilarious uh-huh. legalized oh, yeah. loophole. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to beat this. I don't know how you backdoor your way into legalizing edibles. Yeah. Oops. So for, for those of you who are... Can are you not, walk me through how this happened? Yeah. So yeah, in Minnesota, for those of you who don't know, Minnesota, we are the one of two states that has a thing called 3-2 beer. 3-2 yep. beer is something that can be purchased after 10 o'clock, before 8 o'clock in the morning, and after 10 o'clock at night at grocery stores and gas, gas stations. stations. Yeah, and... Um, and For it's no not reason. sold at liquor stores. Not at all. Not at all. Not they at have all. regular beer at liquor stores. Yeah. Yep. This 3-2 beer, though, yeah. has, yeah. I'll let Maddie say. Yeah, it's, so it's 3.2% alcohol. Well, although now they've gotten a little liberal with it, and they'll let you go up to 4%. Ooh. I know. Scandalous. Yeah. So it's us and, and Mormons are the only states that gets this product, okay? Fast forward. It's 2022. We have been trying, to, the, the, the state has been trying to legalize marijuana for years, but we have a, uh, a Republican Senate that's like, nope, we're not doing it. We're not doing it because it's going to make cops have a bad day. <laughs> so in a farm bill, they backdoor, because they were also trying to make Delta 8 uh, and Delta, Delta 8, Delta 10, uh, those products illegal in the state like the Republicans are. <laughs> So as a backdoor way into it, so that they could have at least a somewhat of a, a small cannabis industry, they put in the bill uh, a legalization for like a, what I call the three two uh, version of marijuana. Hilarious, which is Del- Delta Nine, you know, because it's derived. And if you don't know, what Delta Nine my is, dog out real quick. Marijuana that is uh, that is uh, derived by hemp. Uh, yeah. So what yeah, makes it what makes this even funnier is the people they they voted for this. The state Senate voted for it. And then after they discovered that they had legalized, backdoor legalized small, very small amounts of marijuana, by the way. It's a very small amount of THC. Yeah. They're like, we didn't read the bill. And that happens all the time. Right. And what's even funnier about it is, and this is something that I said, <clears throat> this is something I said about those, those senators who got mad about the bill. It's like, you know, they're just like, listen, we made a mistake. Sometimes in life, you know, we, we, we were young. We were young legislators. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> it, you know, why should this have to mar the rest of our political career? But here's the thing. I, I don't believe in partial bill abortions. <laughs> Plus, they had specifically written into the bill no backsies. Yeah, it was, it was right there. And, you know, <laughs> if they would have read it, 
Uh, so now we are actually like fast forward a year later, um, the Democrats took over the Senate in, in, in the state of Minnesota. And the very first thing that we got to work on, the very first bill on the very first day of the session, they're like legal weed. Yeah, let's That's, go. It's the way to do it. It's the way to do it, man. I mean, it's it's funny how you got there, but like it's the way it needs to be done. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm obviously biased by it, but I mean, there's just tons of fucking data that just shows why legalization is the way to go. The, the only thing you need to do also is just keep a medical market because um, legal markets can get like crazy expensive. So as long as you like make sure the medical market is safe so like people can buy it and like get it cheaply and affordable, like there's no reason not to go full legalization. Like well, no unfortunately, Minnesota had the most strict medical law. Yeah. You yeah. had to be basically cancer, AIDS. You had uh, to be riddled. Yeah. Dude, the upper Midwest has been like the most heinous with like cannabis laws. Like, I mean, I kind of get Nancy it. Nancy Reagan states. was big here. You know, I'm sorry mm-hmm. that that whole <laughs> just say no. She still is. Yeah, she <laughs> is still big, but now she's big for other reasons because we all know she's the throat goat. Um, <laughs> but no, so like they're saying that, and, and I'm if, surprised if, there's not like a big Nancy Reagan statue in Sioux Falls, which there, there probably is. We just don't know about it because we don't go to Sioux Falls, Joe. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be there February 11th. Uh, come see me do stand up <laughs> right uh, underneath the giant Nancy Reagan statue. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be doing it. She's going to be holding me in her arms and I'm just going to be uh, smoking jokes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of yeah, South Dakota, that's a whole other thing. Talk about marijuana. Like they, the voters like, yeah, we want legal pot. And they're like, no, nah. they hit it with like the most backdoor bull crap, but that's, nah. that's what happened. That was insane. I was actually I mean, kind of excited to go to South Dakota for once. Yeah, they could have been the cool state for once. For, for once. once, South Dakota, you could have, you could have, you could have outcooled Minnesota. North could have been, been like, you could have been like, fuck you, North Dakota. We're the superior <laughs> Dakota. And then Christy Gnome's like, I just don't like potheads. And then bleh. she is. A you could have come. You could have been a contender. You yeah. could have yeah. been somebody. And you know it's fun. Like on a on like a cool note, South Dakota also had they like legalized, they would have been the first state to like implement medical and legal at the same time. Which like dorkily like would have been cool to watch to see where that goes. Because yeah, it's like I'm like policy nerding out, but like it would actually been cool because states fuck up so many times because they put them in in different times. So like if South if like Nome just got the fuck out of the way and let like all seventeen people of South Dakota put the mark in like they wanted to like it would have been like you know we would have had probably a pretty cool fair market or like you know it would have been something so like yeah i i hate how that went down in south dakota it is like one of the biggest bullshits that like Uh happened in recent years i'm okay with that because now with minnesota getting finally getting on board with doing something uh (laughs) with the legalization process which we think uh maybe like a year or so like is, is... it's going to pass like it's going to pass the spring like i guarantee you it's going to be on walt's desk pass because the democrats in the senate are they're not going to alter the uh the much of what the house bill is and and then walt's is like i'm just going to sign it he's pretty much just got yeah. i'm going to sign this he was on the phone with when they'd won it back the first person and the first person he called was jesse ventura who was actually one of the very first governors back in the 90s and early 2000s who's like why don't we have legal pot yeah with the and, thermite paint hey the thermite 
the building he, he has the documents um the documents <laughs> fuck it. i love to body slam that law into place you guys uh have you seen him recently he doesn't oh, look he, good he doesn't he's no. like a little oh, yeah, skeleton no. of what he was well to be to be fair you know he's uh he's having he's having to he's having to wrestle with uh, his demons now and uh that's it's not, it's not so good he's got that wispy little comb over mm-hmm oh um <laughs> So yeah, I don't know if Adam or Andrew. That's fucking Andrew. I'm, sorry, uh, Andrew. Um, I, I'm excited for uh, and the, the reason I brought it up was I've been preaching legalized weed in Minnesota for years because you're gonna yeah. get you're gonna have uh, our roads stink because it gets so hot in the summertime and so cold in the wintertime. There's constant potholes, constant yeah. cracks. They're constantly having to fix it. Mm-hmm. So look at Colorado; they've got pristine roads. They got, now they got money. Now they got that road. Now we got that road money from legal weed. And then we're going to make Mall of America fun again. Legal <laughs> weed would make, I would spend the okay, whole had idea, had idea. Make Mall of America fun again. Yes. <laughs> I would go to the opening day of Minnesota's legal weed if they have a dispensary in the Mall of America. I well, would pitch that will. story they're right going fucking to. I guarantee yeah. you they're going to. It's going to be right see you guys next to the hot topic. I want to be peeking right at the <laughs> top of the, the log yeah. flume right before it goes down. Like, I want to be fucking on the door of the Explorer fucking tilt-a-wheel. <laughs> Can one of you get a license for uh, and call it Pot Topic just for that low-hanging pot fruit? Topic. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. That would be funny. It's, it's where the emo a- kids come Well, in, everyone in weed steals IP and, like, trademark. So you'd be right in line if you made Pot Topic. <laughs> People are getting sued left and right for stealing like major brands. They're like, "Oh, I didn't know Mars would sue me for stealing like knockoff sweet tarts and M and M's marketed to children." What do, you, <laughs> what do you mean that I can't sell Potsy can of cola? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like it's like, guys, I like that it's great. Like, sell it to your friends and like maybe make a small batch. But like, you're definitely gonna get fucking sued by Nestle. Like, mm. don't, have you, like, don't don't poke that bear. Andrew, have you read any of the any things about like the Minnesota law? Like, not like a ton. I've, I've I've just seen like what Walls has been saying, and kind of like what you're saying, kind of like greenlighting a lot of it. Just it, 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 for our listeners, I'm not going to go through the whole nuance of it, but uh, some of the experts in the industry are saying it's going to be the best legal weed law in the country. Ooh, there's some people yeah. who are they're, they're, they're at least are saying that. I don't know. I can't speak and, to that directly. So I I can kind of give you that. Like, so it better be like you're kind of learning from like the mistakes of every other state. So if you don't, it's kind of like you're a dumb state. So yeah. I hope Minnesota does it right. Well, um, like the big the problem, one like that I like is the expungement of all the records of everyone with nonviolence, yes, which is huge. Uh, yes. It's essential. Like that, there's a lot, like if you talk to advocates, the big ones are like open accessible markets, medical market, home grow, and expunging are like the core pillars of like, they want before. All four in the proposed law. So, so it's good. It's, sorry, go on, Joe. And what's bananas here in Minnesota is like the big city, Minneapolis, St. Paul, they, they're really, they're, they're ready for legalization. It's just as you get in the outskirts and the, the small towns and the, which oddly enough are farmers. And it's like, Hey, you're running an unsuccessful soy farm. And like, Hey buddy. And like, this is literally a cash crop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, 
there's a lot of risks to it, but yeah, you're pretty much on the head. On the head, like I can kind of give you a broad parameter of how it'll probably play out if mm. I can like give you the good and the bad of it. Because sure. if New York, because New York is in that spot, New York is actually doing like for all the negative press they get about it. New York, like I actually know some of these people from like way back in the day, and like they are doing their best. It's advocate minded. They're trying to make it a fair market. Like they've already given green light to like. Well, actually, it doesn't matter. Like the indigenous communities have actually got green light. They have nothing to do in New York. Um, but like basically. New York is trying to set up their market. I thought that was tied in. Sorry, that's the weed talking. Um, they, uh, they, uh, New York though is trying to make a really fair, advocate-minded market. Trying to make it fair, like really kind of equitable. Like get a lot of places in micro businesses, all the good shit. The problem is, is even if you guys do everything right. There's some asshole in Detroit who has been suing every state that has equitable parameters and they get held up. So like right now, Brooklyn, the Finger Lakes and like three other regions of New York, like all the applicants who are the first wave are people affected by the drug war. So like their families and people would be getting licenses. They're now going to be held up on the determination because of this lawsuit. And if this guy wins, it kind of like strips all those rules down. So like there are people suing a lot of these like good equitable minded or small business minded markets so like maine is seeing a little bit of that right now too so like i hope minnesota does it right and i hope the lawsuits like shake out in like the right way but there's like a lot of like the weed world is just tied up in courts constantly and like it's such a fucking headache but like i it sounds like minnesota is doing it right and if they can that's awesome so yeah, yeah eight, it, you're it, allowed it's, eight plants really per cool. house you're allowed uh up to like in your house you're all at up to five ounces in your home <laughs> it's, it's great um the best law only only new york has this law and push the fuck out of it if you guys have a public comment window like look out for it for regulations push for the law that you can smoke anywhere that a cigarette's legal to smoke new york I think is that's the only actually part of it with us too actually fuck yeah fuck yeah new york's the only state i think right now that has that and some people complain about the weed smell but like it's the same thing about complaining about the cigarette smell like it is fair it's awesome you can bring a bong basically everywhere except for like government land unless, so, it's, like, unless it's an evil bong yes <laughs> unless why did you even no. get that in the first place <laughs> dude it looked so fucking badass at the porn store it was uh yeah it had it was, rick I was in Chinatown and I went into this ooh, this ooh. little door. Like, ooh, Andrew, 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 we can't. I'm sorry, that's canceled. I'm, they're not gonna. They're not allowed oh. to have Rick and Morty stuff anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Justin, I didn't catch. Justin, uh, <laughs> I did not catch that. I didn't catch that news. Actually, my girlfriend told me about it about like two or three days ago, and I was like, "Oh shit! All right." Oh well, man, it, 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 um, it's like. Wait, did you hear that? It's like a million stoners cried out in agony at one time. I know. And who and who would have thought who would have thought a show with that sort of plot line would have people <laughs> with problematic heads? Right. After, many, after numerous reports about their negative dealings with women. Right. It's almost like we should have seen it. But anyway. So in in writing about cannabis and things like is there been any like have you have you had to deal with any like controversy or, or trouble yourself because i know it's i mean i know it's 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 more it's becoming more of a mainstream sort of thing but you're talking about there's other there's states where people are still like really like no no and 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 you know what i mean so i there's definitely more like journalists that are running into that i don't like i quickly realized and like some people started calling me a journalist and i even took on the title for a little bit but i'm like i'm definitely not one like i'm more of like a reporter like i would rather write about fun stuff or like questions about the weed or like i kind of want to be like that like 101 201 weed education the journalists like are different fucking beasts like they need to get paid more because like mm -hmm. 
all the shit, but like they are definitely having those sort of problems and those threats and stuff. My big one I've had, and it's only been like a handful of times, but like a lot of people in the weed world, like will ask to have like facts changed and news stories, but still get press. Mm-hmm. Like it's only happened a couple of times, but it, it always sticks out. Cause like, it's always the people that are like rallying against people that would hate like the, or that are using the term fake news. And it's like, you're actually kind of helping in that when like you want mm-hmm. us to like cover your ass. And it's like, it, like there, it's like a fine line. Cause like, I want to give you press, but also you're doing, you know, semi-legal business and mm-hmm. like, we have to report on it. Like you just told the press about it. So it's this like fine line. So like, it's never really like, big problems or clashes but it is kind of like ethical lines sometimes come up but i think like in other established places there's probably a shit ton more of that and like the like higher up journalists are probably running into that a ton but like for me thankfully i steer clear of it i usually just talk to fun people i just like like doing this sort of shit like i would rather do like profiles you're not you're not getting phone like phone calls in the middle of the night and you're just like hello and it's just like (sighs) Yeah, yeah no you know what it is man like I like never wanted to that. Like I am a firm believer in a work life separation. Like I fucking love weed. Weed is my job. It's made me a decent amount of money. Like I can live off it. I freelance. Like I live a decent life from it. And like, I get fun stories. So like, I'm happy about it, but like, I'm not going to give my fucking life to it. Like I will give, if, if there's something like getting people out of jail on the advocacy side, I'm willing to take a call anytime of night. There's people Mm -hmm. I'll do it for. If it's like a really important story, I'll do it for But like, at the end of the day, there's qualified journalists that are doing it. I'm more of like someone who's probably going to get phased out of like the media side unless like I start creating some really cool shit in the next few years, which like I want to do and I'm working on it. But like pragmatically speaking, that's just the way it is. And like, you know, I'm I don't want to be like sweating the news. Like I don't want to be <laughs> like a hard like if I end up becoming a journalist like full time, that's great. But like I've seen a lot of friends that are like musician slash journalist and like designer slash journalist and like as long as you keep those ethical lines i was talking about earlier like i think there's a lot more openness to hybrid because it's like a lot more freelance like minded folks so i like, just like that you, you managed I like to sneak that. hybrid into that uh yeah it's one of my it's, it's like one a 60 40 uh i'm doing a 50 50 what kind of hybrid what kind of hybrid are we talking <laughs> about here is it sativa heavy uh, oh, sativa indica. That's a, that's a touchy subject. No, it's, uh, no. It, 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 it's, it's, no, it's just like, that's one of the things that my job and like why I like being like 101, 201 level is there's so much fucking like education that needs to be caught up. Like consumers don't know stuff, but then like businesses don't know what like the public wants to know. And like, there's just so much like gaps and like sativa indica is one of them because like, it's believed like a lot of times people say like sativa sativa makes you like upper and indica makes you downer sort of stuff but like reality like they were only to describe like the shape of the plant and how they grew so there was like no real effects but like somehow in the 70s or 80s that's how it got started like when weed started getting popular and now it's like into couch exactly and like and now it's like it's not true like strains can affect you differently and all this sort of shit like it's a much more nuanced and it's like too much like nerdy sort of shit and that's the problem like no one wants to hear it out so like i kind of feel like you got to do like what tiktok people do and like post on instagram it's like they'll give you like information on like one of those like narrators and then they just show people like speed running a video game behind it so you can watch the video game but still hear the information like, i feel like that's what we need to like they're playing subway surfer in the background <laughs> 
fuck, I think I just found the content stream I need to go to stay relevant. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit, Andrew, will edit that out for you. As, uh, we'll just put a couple of pirate dens over that. Pirate, pirate den, pirate den, pirate den, pirate den. Um, is there any other stories, either from journalism or any of the jobs that you want to you chat about? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, there, there's just tons of shit. I mean, I met Lil' Kim. That was fun. I met her. Wait, she was... When? When did you meet Lil' Kim? During COVID, I went to Las Vegas for um, the this MJ BizCon, and she was there. Um, and I did an interview with her, and she was wearing like a, like this coolest like COVID mask I've ever seen, which I hate to say it, but like it was a straight up like dome plastic thing that covered her whole face. Like she looked futuristic as fuck. She looked like an astronaut, <laughs> like, like what, like like an old fifty kind astronaut, yeah. like look. Yeah, it's like if it's like if you dropped a bad bitch on like Mercury, like she just (laughs) (laughs) and she was cool and she was cool. I'll say that. So like I that was fun. Like meeting Mm -hmm. celebrities are always fun. Um, I've got to work with some cool folks and like I don't know. uh, I wrote two books. Um, I'm been working like integrating pro wrestling into things and my nerdy shit that I love into like news that otherwise wouldn't make it into the world. So, you know, I just, if you could combine the world of weed and wrestling. Oh yeah. That's actually one of my goals this year is I want to do a charity weed wrestling show, but there's a lot of idea for you, Andrew. I'm going to give you a free one right now. You know, you have hell, you have hell in the cell, right? You know, it's the cage match. Instead, you have a hot box match where like a, a dome goes over the state, over the, over the ring. And then it's filled with weed smoke between, uh, like the two, they have, to, they have to sit in there for like five minutes, five, ten minutes. And then the dome releases, the smoke comes out, and that's when the bell rings. I like that a lot. And, and you, you, a, yeah, you call it the hot box. I like that. The, the I first like that a 30 lot. seconds of the match is them just coughing it out. <laughs> They're just <laughs> laughing at each other. Pin him. Pin him. Pin him quick. Pin him while he's coughing. Roll so what up. are we Roll supposed to be doing? Do you want to go see a movie? Instead of a, a, a steel chair, they hit him with. They just they they get one of those giant bongs and just break it over the other one's back. No. Oh, hey, oh, hey yeah. man, do you smell cinnabon right now? I smell cinnabon right now. You want to go get so, one? So last year. Um, in 2022, I kind of checked off a bucket list thing and I was a manager at an independent wrestling show for like yes. two shows with a weed guy. And I, it, I don't know. It's, it didn't work out. I don't know. They haven't contacted me. I must not have <laughs> been good. Um, but my buddy Justin makes this bung that you can buy across the country. It's called the chill steel pipe. And what it is, is it's like, um, a steel pipe with ceramic inside that you can put ice in and it keeps your bong cool and like, you can like keep your water for, like it's it's better hits basically because it's cooler water. Um, so I wanted to use that as a weapon in the show, uh, and I was like pushing for it, and they never bid on it. And I was like, "This is the greatest thing. This will work." And they're like, "No, it's not going to work." And I was like, "I don't know." Creative I mean, disagreement. The, wrestler, uh, the, wrestler, the wrestling names are perfect. You have Stonehenge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> you got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone you know. Cold, yes, yes. There was there's this one wrestler named was Sasha Banks. I was really pushing for Sasha Danks. Uh, yes. yes. Twirling her hair around. Yeah, but the, the guy I was working with had a list of uh all of them and then I think his like phone got deleted or something. And, and he lost there, like two hundred of them. If there ever was if there ever was a time to bring back dude love. Like if, the the weed the weed uh thing would work real well with that. Well, there's actually a lot of weed wrestlers now too. Like, well, really? Rob Van Dam, Rob Van Dam's the big one. He was like big. He's now like reti- almost retired. There's a what? guy named Grim Reefer that smokes blunts and like flips on the ropes and stuff. And he's like 
nearing his 40s now so he's like he's still going um but there's a lot they they did a healthy alternative to all the opioids they were just jacking down their throats and oh yeah vince mcmahon's like hey take these pills like that was now it's Mm -hmm. like they're like uh yeah i could just get high i've written some articles about that yeah nice uh yeah, I've um, yeah, that's the stuff. Like, I don't know. I've worked. I've done profiles of wrestlers. I found a way to get like this, like queer punk wrestler, like on a, a business insider profile. Um, How did you I, get Ric Flair? <laughs> <laughs> he he was pitched to me one time, but I subtly kind of avoided it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah. 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 Um, the, the flare flop is something I uh, I'll see from a distance. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've I've done some cool shit, and I'm like, keep on doing it, and now I just like want to. I like I'm when I met Joe back in the day, I wanted to do like comedy, and now I'm like trying to do scripts still. So like I'm looking and like doing like creative writing again, getting into like short stories and stuff, like just trying to find it like free time because looking at a screen is detrimental <laughs> to your mental health at some point. But like you know, just trying to find ways to do it, um, and it's tough. But um, you what, know, I what feel- TV show was the Miz on? The real world. real world. It was that's right. I was like, Dude, I was like, was it road rules? It was what the f- real world. I think it was real world. New York, Seattle. New York. No, New York. I thought it was Seattle. Yeah. No, no, it was New York. I know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he. Uh, um, it, was, it was a late nineties one. He was in this like multi-story house in New York, and like, yeah, Brooklyn, and he was like Manhattan. this, like he was just this guy from like. Just the middle of nowhere, sort of like nice dude, but he always had like he had like a wrestling buddy. He had one of those like nineteen eighties, like remember the wrestling buddies, Joe? The little yeah, pillow. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's yeah, like a little pillow Hulk Hogan. He had it, and he also had a belt that he would just get drunk and like run around. He's like, oh, I'm the Miz, and people are like, oh, yeah, that's funny. And then like a decade later, he's a WWE superstar. <laughs> and they and hated the not fuck out coming. of him for that. They hazed the fuck out of him for that too. And On he just show. stuck around. No, yeah. I'm like in the ring too. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they kicked story. him out of they kicked him out of the locker room. They like legitimately would beat the hell out of him. And like nice. he just stuck around and like now he's like a billionaire off of that same, shit. Same same thing happened to Theo Vaughn when he wanted to be a comic. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, road rules, shut the fuck up. No one cares. And now he's one of the biggest they, we used to beat him up on, in the streets, and now look at him. He's doing great. Uh, hey, just stuck around. And then there's the the only other one that I remember that ever got big after the real world was there was the uh, the one he's now a member of the House of Representatives oh, from yeah. Wisconsin. He was the one from Seattle. He was the one from Seattle. Yeah. He's yes, from, yes. And that dude went ultra super conservative. Yeah. And he's married to someone from he's the married, real world, Yeah, he's married. Yeah, he's married to a – and then they have like and 12 she's, kids. And she's like just as conservative, yeah, like yeah, on yeah. the media all the time. Yeah, they're how they're did a power he couple. win? And like they could have just shown weird clips of crap that he did on the show. He was he was not like he was really like bland on the show. Oh, like yeah. he was him him and the, his wife wasn't he, up a little bit, and that was it. Wasn't he like the asshole of his seasons and stuff? Kinda, too? Yeah, like, he was kinda, just kind of like that. I we don't need to be doing this. We should just go to bed. Yeah, like he, was the, he, was, he was the wet blanket. He was kind of in line to be a senator already. Yeah. Or a congressman or whatever the fuck he was. Yeah. We could talk about uh, former MTV reality stars and <laughs> what they've become. Uh, weed, wrestling, all of that. But this is the Awful Service Podcast, Andrew. Uh, before we go into our next segment, I, I we always like to ask our guests um, a big question. Here's the deal. Sorry, I'm not high and I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm getting, I'm getting hotboxed from Joe. Residuals. Uh <laughs> We on this podcast, we uh, we we battle the scourge that is known as Karens. 
But Andrew Ward, before we go into our next segment, how would you define a Karen? Oh, man, I would just say anyone who, well, I mean, the truest sense seems to be the one that like steeped in like the racism. But like, I think nowadays it's kind of evolved to anyone who is just like unnecessarily aggressive or rude or intrusive on someone's life or disrespectful to service people, uh, just generally an unnecessary asshole in public with mm-hmm. like an emphasis on being like probably a bigot, but like mm-hmm. there's tons of Instagram yeah. accounts who just cover people that are pricks. Yeah. Right. They, they, they make lawsuits against people out of Michigan. <laughs> that's some Karen behavior. That's some Karen. That's, a, that's, right some Karen. that's a weird oh, Karen behavior. Yeah, that guy is. That guy is. There's, and that, and with and with the medical can, medical and, and recreational cannabis industry, there's a lot of Karens out there, you guys. Yeah, uh, but no, vet, vet your sources. Yes, <laughs> Andrew. Each and every week, we look at different Yelp reviews, Google reviews, Facebook reviews. Sometimes they're tweets or handwritten notes, and it's a segment we call the Karen of the Week. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my god, Karen. Oh my god, Karen. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my god, Karen. Oh my god, This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my god, Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my god, Karen. Oh my god, Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my god, Karen. Joe, that 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 theme right there—that is about as close to minimal music as you're going to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, Andrew, each and every week, a fellow contributor, comedian, and general saint of a human being, Rebecca Wilson, dramatically reenacts one of these Karen complaints. And here's Rebecca with the Karen of the week. Dear waitress, I'm sorry, but I won't be looking you in the eye today because I have to endure your nose piercing, the piercings on your ears, and those giant hoops that make you look like you're from Central Africa circa 500 AD. I think you look disgusting, and I don't want to see your tattoos either. Why don't you quit marking yourself up and piercing yourself as if you have low self-esteem while trying to disguise it as some sort of style? It is the lowest class style you can go in my book. Just bring me my food and my check, then go away. You look disgusting. Wow. Guess they're not uh, renting cars in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this person no, no, is, no. Uh, it's an enterprise. <laughs> they're a, yeah, they're a car rental uh, fucking CEO. Right. <sighs> Why the fuck does it matter how someone looks if they're if they're giving you good service, they're bringing you their your food, they're being friendly and affable? Why the fuck does this matter? Uh, and I feel like there was a little bit of heavy-handed racism there. Uh, just just a, a, a little bit of heavy-handed, just a just a just song, a, a heavy pour of racism. Oh, sorry, to, a, to keep in line with the the uh, to keep in line with the episode, it's a, a pinchy. Yeah. <laughs> of, of, uh, it's a chillum's worth of uh, of racism in there. Just a sprinkling of racism yeah, in just that. A, just a, it's it's the keef of racism. Just just, yes. just poured just on top of that bowl of hatred. It, it it is the keef. It's a it's a small amount, and it really has an effect on the situation. <laughs> yes. 
the, and hoop, the hoop earrings. Yeah, yeah. This. Oh my god. Yeah, it's uh, th- those are the people that peaked in high school. Those are the people that peaked in high school. They're right. or not even then. Yeah, it's just it's. I, I like, I like what, how the guy's what? acting like he had like the the waitress had a, one of those lip plates. I know. Yeah. Uh, like I like let those piercings just let those holes fill themselves in stop with your low self low self-esteem that's what they see as as piercings like you're taking out your low self-esteem on Mm -hmm. well as someone with a shit ton of tattoos i also find that to be hilarious too because you know like nowadays especially everyone has tattoos there's definitely people that have some regrettable ones but like how is your self-esteem these days i feel i feel pretty good thanks to weed (laughs) <laughs> and tattoos and tattoos every time you feel yeah. sad you get another tat exactly uh, now I, I, dude, it's a cycle it seems extremely it seems like the extreme that this lady or this guy took on on tattoos and piercings and you're right pretty much everyone has tattoos and piercings these days yeah. it's so it's like does he is I wonder other like he's just reviewing restaurants, not on their food, not on their service, just on the amount of piercings and tattoos his waitress or waiter had. Like it's, I, I almost feel like I don't know. There, there's some people that just like to clutch pearls just because, and I wonder if this is one of those cases where it's just I'm shocked that everything is different than me. Basically, like. I don't know. This person has melanin, melanin in their skin, and has balls to dress how they want to. You know, I don't know. Like, you're just a fucking asshole. Like, that's really what it boils down. to. I will say like, this: like, Joe, Joe, Joe assumed it as a guy, and I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I'm feeling like this is a, this is a. We call them Kieran's or Chads, Chads, uh, Kyle sometimes. We, uh, but this guy, it could be a guy, but I, I, at the same time, it could be, it could be a lady. This could, could be a lady could. getting the whole like. I don't like it. You know, you're getting more attention than me. I, I could definitely see that. Yeah. That, if I did defer to that. That just might be some gender bias in me there. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm with you on it because like the attitude and the way that it was like that she, she, that uh, Rebecca went with it. I, I'm feeling it was a fellow too. I, I, I found that one and it didn't, ha- it didn't have a username or anything. It was a one star review uh, for a bar in, uh, I want to say it was somewhere in New York, actually. Wow. And New York, of all places, of too. Of all like, places I, to have I, I, thought oh, I, don't, I, don't, I think upstate, to be fair, but... Okay. Yeah, it was, okay. It was city propers. It was, a, I, it, was like, it was a Utica thing. Yeah, it was um, a, it's yeah. a, that's anyone, how they are in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, you know, for Albany anyone, really doesn't like tattoos. That's true, yeah. Especially once you go out of Albany. Yeah, uh, or, to, uh, go to, go to, if you go to Buffalo, the only piercing they want is you through a table. Which oh. they love to do pregame. Uh, yeah, do you think I, uh, the Buffalo Bills could sue the WWE for uh, all the tables, chairs, and ladders matches they've had? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they need our intellectual property. Yeah, once the Bills Mafia starts bringing in ladders to tailgate with, it's like, okay, all right, hold on, we're we're done. You know, I thought that would be a Philadelphia thing, but that's Buffalo. <laughs> no, no, Philadelphia is just throwing batteries at Santa. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the Philly area, and my stance is always like, it happened a long time ago. But at the same time, I was like, no, nah, it happened. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they cheered when Michael Irvin was paralyzed for a moment. So it's a good. Yeah. Not everyone did, but there was a loud roar. 
they they celebrated with some water ices. Um, <laughs> you guys, uh, sometimes you know we have to ask ourselves, like, oh, I don't like piercings. You don't like piercings? Maybe you shouldn't go out to eat. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's why you failed. Yeah, especially like in New York, though. Like yeah. New York has this. People go there to be weird on purpose. Like <laughs> you get you go weird, and the rule is you don't look at them unless they're like doing something to a kid. Like right. that's basically the limit in New York. Like it's like all right, fine, you're whatever. As long as everyone's on board with it, go for whatever the fuck you want. Like you know, yeah, I thought that was coming from like a rural or like suburban review to see, or, or you did say New York. Sorry. So like, yeah. Oh, to, to give context to like upstate New York though, I dated someone and their cousin had a full back tattoo of a Confederate flag and he lived his entire life in Rochester, New York, and they had no connections to the South. And when some of his family members would ask about it he would say it was for the culture <laughs> so that so that might give you an indication of where this review might have come from it's heritage not hate dude you're, from, <laughs> you're utica you're from ithaca what the fuck <laughs> you're from a town named after a native american tribe like what the hell's wrong with you well much like somebody getting a full back tattoo of a confederate flag sometimes we have to ask ourselves gee why did it fail I really hope the tattoo artist is like, are you sure you don't want to start with something a little smaller? No, <laughs> well, I did it. Fail. Everything was right away. I had my plan written down. I had my plan written down. I thought I was here to stay. I thought I was here to stay. Now, now I have to figure out why. Gee, why did it fail? Why did it fail? Why did it fail is a segment we do each and every week where we look at uh, different businesses menu items uh and since we switched to the internet style we we look at commercials and training videos and uh joe's gonna be just amped for this Ooh, what do we got today you already know my friend you you already know yes yes if you can't get it here if you can't (laughs) if you can't watch mark norton commercials on the office service podcast can't watch it anywhere. anywhere. So this guy has the worst timing, the worst <laughs> voice, and just a face for radio. I am excited. So this guy is <laughs> he does these oh my God. commercials. Yes. What the fuck? Straight out the gate. Yeah, he does if local... she gives birth to a fucking love just, sheet, just, 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 just let it happen. Uh, he loves, he has a lot of, this one has a lot of live actors in it. Usually it's more it's just all figurines. giant figurines, yeah. like li- human sized figurines uh, this guy's a, and animals. He, he's a, he's a local celebrity out of Cleveland and they, uh, and he owns a furniture mat. Cleveland. All right. Yeah. Norton's furniture. And uh, we just, we, we, Mark, Mark Norton, we know you're still alive. Come on the fucking podcast. We can't get enough of these commercials. We can't. And there's, and the problem is, the, is the fun part about it is, I'm playing three for us today, and there is Whoa. still just a treasure trove of these. And uh, oh, it's uh, right. this week's, uh, gee, why did it fail? Oh, No. My name is Mark. And you can count on it. 16, 17, 16, 16. 
That's Tim and Eric. That's Tim and Eric. No. <laughs> that's Tim and, that's no. a pure Tim and Eric sketch. What the fuck was that? I, I should have known when the video was titled Norton Furniture Being Born. Uh, <laughs> Why did they agree to do this? Oh, he, he, I, he writes the commercials. Yeah. I know these amazing. actors. And he just gets they're, his they're, friends. No, they're just employees. Yeah. Oh, those poor people. Those poor yeah, these people. These aren't actors. These are the, these three guys move furniture and she's a salesperson. Yeah. Oh, that oh, that's terrible. So I, and, so for for our audience who's like what the fuck are we, <clears throat> would I just listen to? It's a woman giving birth. Oh, hey, this is one of the demons from the uh, the hell commercial from last week. Yeah, it's and he just they just go see, into he a just costume bar. Scream. He just right. yells scream. That's it. I don't I don't understand any of this. Why are the two furniture movers holding her legs back? Because it's, it's it's supposed to be a they're trying to be like the stirrups at a hospital. So, <laughs> you know, and then and then and then and then and, it's the master cut. There's just a there's a big sheet over her uh underside here and then it's just she she and then all of a sudden, it's a different different color. By the way, this it is cuts a, in. Yes, a different colored sheet. But because he had, to, you know, he's doing this with a a, a curtain or whatever. Awesome! Here comes Mac, Mac the Lord. baby, a Mac Norton. This is a, a fucking shape. horror movie. <laughs> like put put this over the right music. It's the perfect horror movie. This can is you, terrifying. Can you this go back? Terrifying. Can you go back to the original screen? Uh, I love. <laughs> Where, what are they, what are they using as a background? It's obviously a green it's, screen. I think this is just, I don't even think it's a green screen. I think this is, is just the like showroom a corner floor? of the showroom. This, they, they sell this bed. It's, it is oh. such an odd, there's this neon asses in the background, just randomly. Like Purple pylons. Yeah. How long do you think that bed sat in the asses section afterwards? <laughs> the gently used. This is insane. Okay, on to number two. If we can, is... I can't sell you furniture with embryonic fluid on it. <laughs> and I love that this one is, uh, he just says, I'm Mark, and you can count on it. Yeah, he, doesn't, like, he didn't even do like the, 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 the credit part. The bad credit. He usually does bad credit. Do you have bad credit? You have oh. bad. Oh, my God. Okay, so he's been All moving. Right, we got a Humpty Dumpty. Yep. He's he's moving into real actors now. Or not real actors, but like real people instead of the mm-hmm. the mannequins and yeah, the, that's, that's that's refreshing. The this is art, it's an artistic phase for him. Yes. <laughs> I like this to is... call this my acting face. Okay, so the, the fat guy from the first one is now dressed like Humpty Dumpty. Dumpty. All right, let's, yes. Let, let, let's see it. Continuity. My credit's terrible. I just want to die. Oh, Pause. Okay, uh, so we have Humpty Dumpty on the wall. No. Uh, we have a couple of swans uh, figurines. I think that's and to then, represent Mother Goose. Right. Uh, and um, then there's some character that we'll, we'll see here soon in the back with a, a orange shepherd's wig hook. and a shepherd's hook. And then but I need to know what the hell is the guy? cowboy it's yeah he's got this leather vest i believe it's a cowboy but i don't know because he has what looks like a white bandana under a black hat 
And then why did he check to see if his fly was up? And why is he counting money angrily? Also, also, Humpty Dumpty is saying he wants to die. But clearly, either this cowboy is a giant with long legs or that wall is about six inches t- tall. Yes. And yep. if he does, Humpty Dumpty's not going to die. He's a mess coming up with he's some got a very, he's very. He has a very brittle shell. <laughs> okay, fair. Let's let's, just, let's watch this in its entirety, and then we'll, and we'll, we'll, why does Humpty Dumpty have bad we'll, credit? Let's we'll find okay, out. We gotta find out. Faberge eggs. Terrible. I just want to die. Huh? Life's not worth living anymore. I, mean, I know somebody. Humpty, wait! Don't do it. <laughs> Listen, Humpty. He has. A- Fixed bad credit, but uh, I can't put you back together again. I'm sorry, Ed. Oh, no. You know, first of all, he has a ponytail. That was that was a great revelation. Oh yeah, yeah. You didn't catch the ponytail in the first one. It's it's sweet. He's got like I thought he had Hulk Hogan hair, but he's got Hulk Hogan plus ponytail. He's got. He, he, I, I like to call it the Seagal. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Yes, uh, I just love that. By the way, he didn't even. He just fell backwards on his like, legs. Probably are a bed. It's probably the same bed that gave birth to him earlier. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? They're going to have to sell it used because of the fucking the fact they brought an egg yolk. An actual. He oh. took an. So now he reaches behind the wall and say, and is like, oh, like it's all yolky, and, and like, <laughs> but we still again. It's, did not. What are the two guys in the background? I think what, they're like, shepherds because it's, it's like, or they're, they're, yeah, I they're, think they're supposed to represent the king's men. Yeah, one of them is wearing one of those '90s ski hats that just had a bunch of like in like puffy shit that's flop, like flopped out to look. Yeah, like, it lo- this like guy, fabric this guy, dreadlocks. This guy went to a Chemical Brothers show. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a box of props and costumes that he has. He must. Oh, yeah. They oh, by don't the way, go far. It's, a reapp- it's a reappearance of the sheep. We've seen the sheep in previous commercials. These are all things he just uses at his house otherwise, and he just we think that we think that he just has a he's a very eccentric man. And just has he a lot of these. And apparently he's got house. he's got breaking egg money, but this is this was from a few years back. It, they weren't as expensive back then. What the the way he speaks. Oh, I know. I yes. know. Uh, we're gonna do one more. So the I'm saving the best for and last. He couldn't, he couldn't oh, call God. it Humpty Dumpty. He had to say, I'm sorry, I can't put you back together again. I just egg. love that. Oh, by the way, his he calls it egg. This guy, this, this, this Chris Pratt, wish.com Chris Pratt here. Biker uh, <laughs> thug? Yeah. Uh, he, he's like, I've got a friend. And like, instead of saving Humpty, telling him, like, you could get, if you can't get credit through me, you can't get credit. And that would have been like the commercial. And instead, right. The guy dies. Yes. Humpty Dumpty dies. And I think Norton just wanted to do the egg thing. He wanted to do the yolk bit. Oh, God. I think it's going to be so funny. And I pulled the yolk out from behind. And it's like eggs, yolkiness. Oh, man. There's so much more of these. But we're going to do one more this week. Stay tuned, listeners. There's a treasure trove of these. If you want to turn your frown upside down, just Google put Norton Furniture commercial. Norton, YouTube. Norton Furniture. How long watch did one this company more. stay open for? I believe they're, they're still, still going. around. We looked it up. Oh. It's still going. Oh, all right. 
Mac inherited this company from his father. Oh, hey, why is it say I'm going to have to go to that website there? Uh, uh, no, I looked it up. It's it, it it's not an active website anymore. The Mark Norton Show net. Yeah, someone snapped that domain up. <laughs> They're sitting on it. All right, let's uh, let's let's watch one more. So it's Master Norton goes crazy. If we remember from last week's episode where he had Grasshopper, this is a kind of a continuation of that story. Ooh. Oh, come. Okay. Three, two, one. Good news for people that have credit problems. Norton Furniture is here for you. Now, seriously, if you can't get credit at Norton Furniture, you can't get credit anywhere. It's Master Norton. Grasshopper, you're stealing my lines. Master, is it true you guarantee same day delivery? Grasshopper, it's time for you to die. <laughs> okay, that's just my that's, that's one of my comedy skits. Okay, pause. This is their uh, this is their uh, this is their Carol Burnett show. This is the did one they you, all broke. Did you hear what he said? Ah, that's uh, one of my comedy skits. It's one of my. I just also love. I just love. Sk- I guess I have to kill you now. <laughs> just yes. and all his killing is he just kind of pushes him back a little bit. And then, and, then, like, and then you hear the kid, ah, and then everybody starts <sighs> laughing. Everybody's giggling like this it's is, fucking this SNL. Their, this is their Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. This, <laughs> now, uh, I like that no one has ever told uh, Mark Norton here, you know, maybe you shouldn't uh, have your back to the camera so much <laughs> in your commercials. This thing I also, staging. Also, yeah. I, I want to point out something very subtle in the background of this. Okay, so we have all the kid, the, all these guys in the gi, and then you have this kid here, right? The kid on the se- he's he's second from the left, and he picks his nose, yeah. <laughs> and very subtly does a nose pick, and then look, he looks, yeah, he checks he it fucking, out. He's like, oh, make sure. I don't have snot on my hand on this commercial. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Oh my god, you got to screenshot that. That's just he's just looking at the. Oh yeah, that's a good and one. And he's like, I, I does he shake it off? Oh no, he just wipes it. He and wipes it on his, He's like, hey, don't wipe any boogies on that gi. We have to return them to the <laughs> costume shop. Uh, this, wait, this is that's just like not amazing. a Cleveland accent, by the way. And this guy, he's I love out of towner. So we have. The guy that moved furniture in the first one, the furniture mover. We yeah, have some sort of 13-year-old kid. It's probably we Max a, Child. We have a balding 18-year-old. <laughs> and then there's like... Uh, and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And and then the... Young as well, well before as well before Black Panther. Uh, and Grasshopper... Uh, From the previous commercial. And a sprinkle of racist accent in there. Like, oh, yeah. it's... Gotta sprinkle that racism. A, a, a chillum of, of racism. Yeah. All right, guys. A little Asian hate. All mm-hmm. right. So this was this was obviously uh the outtakes, right? That this yeah. this isn't a commercial. They didn't just like, well, let's put let's put this up. I was wondering still, if they actually did, because I could see Honestly though, it. it wouldn't surprise me because like if you if you watched their commercials, like they just my comedy skits that I pay to have put on television. Yeah, it just feels like a what the fuck. How much do you think it costs to put up a, an ad in Cleveland? Not like much. Around this? Yeah, see, I would do it. I would try to bankroll as many as they would let me. Oh, I'm you sure. don't even have a you don't even have a business. You're just Not like, at all. And, my name I is just, Andrew Ward. 
I would direct them to phone numbers of friends. If you can't get high off of the weed articles that I send you, <laughs> you can't get high with anybody. I like it. You're, I need you as my copywriter. I'm Andrew Ward. And you can count on it. And you can count on it. Every purchase comes with a duvet cover. <laughs> Mark Thorne, the the birthing one is still the mind blowing one for me. They're all they're right. all bizarre. There's never been one of these where like, oh, that's a normal commercial. Yeah, no, no. There there hasn't been, and it's. And is it's he still really, making these? Um, we're not. We're 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 still deep diving. We've done like eight, and there's still they. Everyone gets more bizarre. <laughs> And, and 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 everything. It's very uh, <laughs> like I I will be binging his content. Soon. Oh yes, trust me. And there's lots. We of don't them. know if he gets it or not. Like if he if I, he, I well, he, in that last one he goes. These are one of my comedy skits. My comedy skits, but none of that was funny. But no. yeah, is it like? Are does he know they're laughing with him or at him? Right. I don't it's think that, he cares. He's just. Uh, I, mean, yeah, I would. He it's why so he reminds afraid. me of Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. He kind of, he's, he's Cleveland's Tommy Wiseau. He's Cleveland's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> You're breaking makes my heart. second to LeBron James. You're breaking my heart. Dude, I can't, oh, I can't think of any lines can we get a, the room that I can. can we, yeah, I want to get a room remake made shot for shot with Mark Norton. <laughs> including the sex scenes. Yeah, you, you just green screen it using his penis. Oh, hi. Mark Norton's Mark. penis starring as Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> well, no, he, he'd be perfect for it because, you know, what, what, what's the most iconic thing? Oh, hi, Mark. But it would be, oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> Mark. Mark. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god, that's that's I. Uh... Can we get the rights to this? Probably. <laughs> does Jay, does James Franco have the rights to the room now? Yeah, <laughs> we gotta <laughs> buy it from Franco. I don't Franco know. needs the money. He does. Oh, hopefully, we hopefully we can work with Dave <laughs> <laughs> or Tom. I ju- I just found out there was an older Franco brother. Oh, whoa. The things, older things Franco like, brother. Older Franco he's like brother. he's like he's like the Manning's other brother that didn't become a quarterback. Uh, he's only played basketball. Got it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He manages well, he manages a uh, enterprise rental car. Yes. <laughs> Andrew, this has been a very interesting and fun episode. Uh, but it's time we eighty six the podcast. But before we do, Andrew, we do have one last quick segment. It is called Human Yelp Reviews. That's for you, Andrew Ward, our guest. You get to review the podcast. Um, we prefer out of a five-star metric, but you can use as many stars as you like. You can either review the podcast as a whole or um, us individually, and whenever you'd like to start. Uh, well, I I enjoyed looking at you. You didn't have any piercings. You didn't have any <laughs> tattoos. Um, so that, that, that earned some stars right away. Um, I think this was a nice trip down memory lane. Felt like we could have talked more about it in a good way. So uh, hopefully I uh, contributed a similar star review. I would say a solid four and a half uh, out of five, just because I don't give five star reviews to anything other than, you know, a few choice ingredients like, uh, you know, Old Bay Spice and stuff like that. But, you know, pretty much right there. 
<laughs> Actually, this is a we use Tony Sasheries on this podcast. Sorry. Four uh, stars. Four stars. <laughs> We went down. He did wrong Louisiana spice mix. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's been fun, guys. I appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, I've been entertaining as well. Hopefully. Oh, for sure. It's been, it's, it, it, you know, we're like snowflakes, um, in that, uh, we both melt when it gets too warm. Uh, no, uh, they're all, all of our episodes are unique and, and different, and our guests are always different. So it's always going to be a different vibe, different thing. And I get it. Um, Andrew, uh, how do our, uh, followers, uh, like, how do they find you? Like, if they're trying to find, like, about your yeah. book. Well, first, plug your books. Plug your books, please. Yes. Thanks. Yeah, I've I've sold collectively 1,900. So if we can get to 2,000, that would be <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, yeah, I wrote a book in 2019 called Cannabis Jobs. It was about how to get a jo- job in the industry. Uh, the data points are kind of old at this point, but there's still some good le- uh, lessons in there. And the book is for cheap. You can check that out on Amazon and all the other basic bo- uh, bookstores are there. I wrote one called um, The Art of Marijuana Etiquette in 2021. Um, it-, it was unintentionally a ripoff of Lizzie Post's book, whose uh, grandmother did all the uh, etiquette books we didn't know that she was writing one and came out like six months before we put ours out so <laughs> so if you don't want to read that one i get it but we did not try to rip her off that was just a completely fucking uh, it was like when like 19 zombie movies all came out in six months in one year um that was kind of that um so yeah I wrote those oh two shit books. you were making a zombie movie that's what we were making <laughs> what so um, yeah, but if you want to check out more of my stuff, uh, my website is IamAndrewWard.com. Uh, if you want to follow my stories, uh, you can go to MuckRack.com and check, just search my name, Andrew Ward. Um, and then social media, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at The Canna Writer, uh, T-H-E-C-A-N-N-A Writer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, um, hit me up. I'm terrible at responding to things. So feel free to just hit me up as much as possible. I will might take forever, but I'm not a dick. I'm just terrible and overwhelmed with work. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. This is awesome. Wonderful. Uh, Joe, how do people follow you? Uh, they can go on uh, the Instagram. That's photographizing the word photograph, I-Z-I-N-G. Uh, you can also, uh, check out my other podcast, uh, we're over here now it's, uh, over at www.whereoverherenow.com. Uh, we are putting out our third episode all about spam and we tried spam for the first time. And, uh, we've got that live show coming up on the 23rd, which, uh, what tomorrow, yeah, get, a, get a time uh, which, machine. Yeah. And go back in time and buy tickets. Cause this is, this is the hottest one on a Monday night. This is the hottest Monday night show. And uh, yeah, officially in Robbinsdale that's ever uh, happened. Officially sold out, so you couldn't even get tickets, even if you wanted to. Uh, but the time uh, machine. Yeah, go go to whereoverherenow.com for uh, future shows. We've got an event coming up uh, February thirteenth. Uh, it's going to be a fun singles mixer. Uh, that uh, more information on the website whereoverherenow.com. I can't wait for that speed dating. Uh, Especially knowing you, it might be a different kind of speed. Yeah, it's, uh, okay. uh, here's your sticker see, with what your you name do is, on it see, and wait, your methamphetamines. A, so what you do is actually you go to the business a couple days beforehand, and then you bury a mountain of it. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, you're going to get a lot of dates though. Local podcaster busted for putting a tent over a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> uh, but uh, meth mountain can... does sound fun. It does. I, okay. I do want to ride. Cocaine, a, cocaine ride. Mountain definitely sounds like something from the eighties, right? Yes. It's how you go see. Mm. That's how you. That's how you go see all of Disney and all of Disneyland in one day. All. Of 
I rode Cocaine Mountain, and like the, the photos are a little different. <laughs> it's a small Real blurry. Girl, after all. Yeah, it's, it's a small gummy, after all. <laughs> right. <clears throat> you can follow me. I'm Matt Doim on Facebook and Instagram. I am at Chubby Waiter on Twitter, as I believe in truth and advertising. Uh, as for me, my plugs every single Wednesday evening in the basement of the Red Carpet Nightclub in the Keller Bar. I host the Keller Comedy Open Mic. The doors open at 8. The show starts at 9.15. The soul has only left my body partially, so I'm still a decent pod, or, uh, well, I'm a decent podcast host, but I'm also a decent uh, open mic host as well. Uh, so come on out. It's a blast. We have 32-ounce beer pitchers for 5 bucks. Don't steal one because then you'd be a Cocazello. Um <laughs> A little sticky Cocazello. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> as for upcoming shows, uh, by the time this comes out, uh, on February 11th, I'm going to be in the, the, the great state of, Sioux, of South Dakota in a suburb of Sioux Falls, T, South Dakota. I'm going to be featuring at Boss's Comedy Club for former guest and uh, delight Ben Marcotte. Uh, it's a it's a Valentine's Day themed. It's gonna they they thought romance and they just thought wait, let's get two chubby Minnesotan guys to come and tell jokes because that is the most <laughs> romantic thing they could think of. Um, so that's makes uh, makes the audience feel sexy. It does. On uh, February 25th, I'm going to be featuring at the Beaver Island uh, Brewing Company's Silly Beaver Comedy Show here in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, Tickets are only 15 bucks. Uh, if you use code MAT25, uh, you can get 10% off your tickets. So that's that's awesome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh, beyond that, March 3rd, I'm going to be at the St. Cloud Tattoo Convention telling jokes, which is um, a sentence I never thought I would ever say. Uh, but here we are. Uh, get some laughs while you get some ink. It, it's going to be win-win there. On uh, March 11th, I'm going to be at Spring Street Tavern at the Club Underground doing Carly McMenamin's Triple X Dirty Comedy Show, which is always one of my favorite things to do because I I work as a clean comic. I don't swear <laughs> or do drug or alcohol references or, or sexual stuff. Never has been part of my uh, shtick. So come and see me be really challenged, you guys. <laughs> on uh, And then the last one I'm going to announce is on March 30th, I'm going to be in Hutchinson, Minnesota, doing Ken Schwinn Edwards' uh, room. I'm going to be featuring there. Really excited for that as well. I have some stuff, some irons in the fire uh, for some beautiful things coming up here in April. I'm very excited for it, but I can't quite announce, so keep your uh, ear to the ground for that. Follow the podcast at Awful Service Pod across all platforms. Email us your Karen stories or uh, where you uh, bury your drugs. Tell us where you bury your drugs. <laughs> Email us at, at awfulservicepod at gmail.com. Um, we will help you get a tent. <laughs> um, Andrew, this has been a really interesting and fun episode. Thank you so much for doing it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, as always, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> and have a good night. It's time to count the till. Sweep the floors and mop the spills Say goodnight Dispose of the trash and turn out the light Tell me why I try This whole damn thing is a lie So I'll take my tips My services have earned me this Maybe I will find a way out But for now I'll count my tips 
and lock the door.